is sure. the season for. Mm-hmm. You, you both have done solstice. This you, you know winter. what season it is. Season of winter solstice. And that other thing. Winter. Okay, the other other thing. Snow, cold. I'm kind of impressed you've managed to beat around the obvious picks for this one as well as you have, Alex. Well, I mean, they're kind of... I don't know, like... What what are you alluding to, sir? Krampus! Welcome, everyone. Charlie's favorite time of the year. It really is. It really and is. Fitting, it's fitting that Charlie's favorite time of the year involves a mythical creature who stuffs children into bags and takes them away for being bad. It's definitely my favorite podcast episode of the year every year. Yeah, absolutely. It is so. unbridled spite. Yeah, <laughs> that's the accurate description of what fills me with joy. Yeah. And so here we are, everyone. Welcome to 2019's Krampus Cast, the last Krampus, ca- the last Krampus Cast of this decade. Yes, actually, I didn't think of it that way till just now, but yeah, yeah. I mean, when did the, when, did we, when did the podcast start, Charlie? Oh, um, because I wasn't here for the beginning. So, fuck, I'm doing some math in my head. Um, excellent. Over five years ago, yeah. So this this will be the last of it. This is the like if this was an anime, this was the first. Holy season shit! We done. in theory have five of these things. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's that's five bags, or well, not five bags yet, but four bags full of bad, bad, terrible things that deserve to be in the bag. Yeah. So we're gonna. This is the end of a decade. Three years so, ago, that doesn't sound right. Three? I don't know. That doesn't. Either way, that doesn't track. But also means nothing. E- either way, it, it's it's the decade. It's changing. So we've got new new fun stuff. Looking forward to next year. As far as uh, who knows where the gaming industry will take us with their drama sure. and their bullshit. It'll be fun. But yeah, dude, I can't believe it. Like when you think about it like that, like oh man, it's gonna be a decade. And it'll be great because you know I have so many decade-related puns and jokes related to that, that I'm going to give everybody as soon as the year changes. Uh, you know, it's I'm going to I'm going to say it here now. The next time when we do a podcast in 2020, you know I'm going to say that I haven't seen you since last decade. <laughs> yeah, podcast is canceled. We cannot go into this decade and let this happen. <laughs> this is the last <laughs> podcast of. Yeah, we're ending on a high note. Unbridled spite. I'll tell you what, this will be the first one. All my her- terrible puns, throw them in the bag. There you go. For you, right. Charlie. We have an order you, of how to do these things, Alex. <laughs> we haven't gotten it's, to the bagging yet. It's my present to you, Charlie. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful present. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah, so we're going to, you know, if you haven't tuned into our Krampus cast, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Charlie, but what we do is we go over the, the follies and the sins of this previous year. Uh, in the gaming industry, and we decide if this they is somehow every year our most negative podcast, but also our most like upbeatly negative podcast. It's a real problem. You you know why it's like positive and negative because we accept this is shitty. 
Like we just know, and we're trying to have fun of a shitty situation. Yeah, this it is the full, this is the fourth. Well, there's a preface. sense of satisfaction too. I think. I mean, there's yeah. a deep sense of satisfaction with uh, with you know, pointing thing, pointing things out, put him in the bag, let him get beaten by the Krampus. That's 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 kind of deeply satisfying to me personally. Yes, I I, I agree. Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah, anyway, before we even move on, because I realized I didn't even introduce anybody. No, uh, yeah. I'm, I am Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. I'm joined here today with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak Undivided, and uh, our man repping from the, was he East Coast this week? Midwest. Uh, Midwest? Midwest. Oh, too far. Yeah, Midwest. Uh, Henry, a.k.a. Nomad Har, a.k.a. Kraken Zero. A.k.a. the man from Oklahoma. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But yeah, so here we are. We sent him back to, to the farm. It does actually exist, <laughs> the farm. In, a lit- in the very li- most literal sense possible. What, what happens is he gets so fed up with the bullshit of the gaming industry that every year he has to disconnect and he goes to Oklahoma just to get away from it all. At least that's the story I've made up in my head. I've, you know, that's, that's pretty darn close to the truth. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. Like... My blood pressure literally goes down when I'm here. And that's not just because he's now <laughs> drinking corn syrup straight from the bottle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so we're here, and it's this year's Krampus cast, well, the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. It really is. So uh, I think before we start putting things in sacks, maybe we should go over we, a little we, bit of our we, week. We do have some weeks to get through, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to go first? I will happily go first. All right, let's roll. All right, so lots of Destiny stuff this week. I I have GTFOs. I think it's open beta right now installed on my computer, and I've logged into it and played a little bit, but not enough to talk about it in great detail. Like, it's... That game could be something, and Henry should definitely check that nightmare out. (laughs) Like, if you ever wondered... Hey, if we took Left 4 Dead and gave it Destiny Raid mechanics, what that video game would look like, that might be what that game is. Hmm. Hmm. It's, I think when that game kind of fully catches on, it's going, yeah, it's got to be public beta right now. It's, only reason I can think of we're not hearing more about it is the fact it's not fully released yet. And it's got some sharp edges, but at the same time, like, the idea to that thing is fundamentally cool, despite its incredibly dumb name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, I mean, as has been very, I've made it very clear, it's like, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, remains one of my very favorite games. I still, I still go on and play it. Yeah. I will play it once or twice a month. Like sometimes even a little more than that because there's still a lot of people playing the I game. It's crazy. Think this game will be the next Left 4 Dead. I, I think it will have that like just stupid hardcore. Not that they are stupid, like stupidly hardcore crowd. That this becomes mm. like the only thing they play for years. It has that DNA there where it's like I I'm looking at it going like man, I kind of dig this thing. If it was a looter shooter, I'd be very into this thing. Hmm. But speaking of looter shooters, I got out of doing the Saint 14 stuff in Destiny, and that mm. shit is some of, like, it's two, three missions. They are hands down the best storytelling they've ever done in Destiny. And that, that's not knocking the rest of Destiny's storytelling. That's like, no, no, they are legitimately 
fantastic story missions. Like they are some of the coolest moments in Destiny outside of raids, maybe including some raids even. Like it is some of the most badass stuff ever in Destiny. And it's so That's cool. Awesome. And the fact you have this goddamn Russian robot like giving you encouragement and saying ridiculous things while you do these missions is fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, I and that's the thing. I I definitely I've been itching to play some Destiny 2. You can on Stadia. Yeah, I know. And that's I think that's going to be a plan for That's this what week. I recommend testing Stadia with cuz <laughs> people are actually playing it. The only thing I don't have is I didn't bring a controller it with It works me, with mouse and keyboard. Like a, yeah, and I just have my laptop which with a you know with the trackpad which That's the truest Stadia experience. I guess it, I guess in a certain sense it is. Like, I mean, especially if you're considering even if you're playing on a phone, I mean, which I might also give it a try on my phone as well, but yeah. I think I, you have I, to have a, I think you have to have the Stadia controller for it to work on your phone. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. That's true. Yes. Um but yeah, I can use that's right. Last time you did mention that that mouse and keyboard do work for uh, PCs though. Yep. So that is what I shall do. Or keyboard and trackpad, as your situation may be. Yeah. It'll be interesting because this keyboard is also mm, has some issues too, but <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. The true Stadia <laughs> experience being played on the worst possible equipment. Yeah, I mean, all right. So this laptop, it was a top of the line laptop ten years ago. <laughs> like this is literally a 2009 laptop, yeah. And it was it was a gaming laptop, and I, I'm kind of glad it still works, and it actually still works fine. But yeah, this this will be a test. This will be an interesting test. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, San 14 stuff's real good. The dawning stuff is happening, which has given me time to watch stuff because that activity or that that this event is grindy. I, I mm. personally always enjoy that once a year Destiny or Bungie makes the Destiny community a group of intergalactic space murderers bake <laughs> cookies and deliver them, because that's what that event is. Which that's amazing. makes no goddamn sense canonically, but hey, whatever. <laughs> great. I, but because I have a little bit more time, because I'm literally grinding out materials to bake cookies, as you heard that right, and then delivering them to wish dragons and other horrible monstrosities, um, I've had some time to actually watch some stuff, and I've watched uh, most of the second, the fourth season of The Expanse, and The Expanse is still one of the best TV shows on television. Mm. Uh, but more importantly, I have been watching The Witcher. Mm. Ah, it's real so dramatic. I like it. Um, so we'll we'll kind of double back on this, I think, as kind of a broader topic during the actual Krampusing or the the bag stuffing, if you will, aspect of this podcast. But I, uh, so. I am one of those people that, like, as you work your way through the Witcher franchise, I actually like the video games less and less. Like, I'm a huge fan of the original PC version, of the original of Witcher 1. That was only a PC game that was very kind of a heavy, traditional PC RPG. Hmm. The second one is, I personally think, the best game in the franchise. I don't like it as much as the first one because it's also the place where I think the combat started to get in the way of the video of the rest of the game, and then mm. the third one is the is the kind of giant critically acclaimed mass popular uh, massively popular one that 
I get why people like it the most, the open worldy aspects to it. Like, there's a lot to like in that game. That is also the game where I think the combat is the worst of all three of them. And mm. the second to second gameplay of that game actively gets in the way of my enjoyment of it. Mm. But so I like I, to, to rewind a bunch. The original Witcher came out in the era of Windows Vista to put things in perspective. And there was no proof we were going to get a Witcher 2 when you finished the original Witcher. So I went back and read all of the books the Witcher was based off of. And mm. the, the, the Netflix show very much follows the books. And the books are very different from the game. Not in like fundamentally different ways, but the original Witcher book is a collection of short stories. And as best as I can tell, the majority of the episodes or kind of the majority of the plots taken from uh, for the first seasons of Netflix is just that book. And I'm totally okay with that because I think that's the best of the Witcher books. Like, so there's five Witcher books in total. The first one's kind of a collection of short stories. And by short, I occasionally mean like a hundred page short story kind of thing. Some of these are lengthy short stories kind of thing, but they're not full no uh, novels. And then the ones that come after it are some of the falling action or expanded concepts from the short stories. And, uh, They've done the Striga story from the first, which is one of my favorite kind of Witcher stories because it defies kind of video gamey logic. Like it's the it's the most Witcher story of like, yo, I could totally murder this monster and I could absolutely be in my rights and that's what people would want to do, or I can do the actually Witcher thing and lift the curse that's causing the Striga to happen and do some investigatory work and like, why the fuck is there a Striga in the first place? And it's got some cool twists and turns of how that. I think they redid the story of the Striga some for the show, but I'm fine with that. The Striga is still the Striga, and, like, the design for the Striga in the show is top-notch, too. Like, it's one of those things where they could have made it this, like, hulking zombie monster, and when it first shows up, you think that, but in the book, part of the cool thing is the Striga is this, like, cat-like murder machine, and it totally mm. is that in the show, too. That's cool. Yeah, like, it is... The show is doing a really good job of nailing the monsters, both the literal monsters and the figurative monsters that the book kind of, like, the game does a good thing of, like, not all monsters look like monsters, blah, 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 blah. The, the book really kind of delved deep into that, and a lot of reviews sort of been like, why is there so much politics in this? And it's because the books were mostly political. Like, even when you get into the kind of Tolkien-style ongoing story novels of The Witcher, they still kind of have these very self-contained chapters that you could pull them out and make their own mini-books out of that are like, they're like Geralt and so-and-so, where this is a political problem, and there is a narrative that links all of the chapters, like, all of the kind of sections together, but, like, they're very self-contained in their own ways. Like, it's, I have never read a series of books that, like, were so designed to become video games, hypothetically. It's weird how, like, the guys, like, the original writers for these things writing style is like, man, that's how you make a video game out of a book. Cool. Hmm. So, uh, what do you what do you think it is about it that kind of makes it adapt well to sort of a video game thought? Well, I mean, so, like, the guy's writing style, like, even when he's not doing the short stories, the, like, say a book is made up of five, like, sections or something. Each one of those sections is semi-self-contained. Like, it will revolve around one area and we'll have a narrative that goes through all of it and 
like there'll be like almost literal boss fights. Like part of what makes the books cool is that like it's investigatory. It's investigatory Witcher work culminating in dealing with a monster. So it's and, kind of arc arc based. You can yeah. say. But that's Which but, is probably why it, uh, the book translates would translate well to a TV well, series as well. I think that's the thing too, like the fact they're starting off with the short stories as opposed to diving right into the more kind of long-winded narrative aspects of the book. Like it's weird because it's mild spoilers, I guess, but not really. What the show does right off the bat is tell Siri, the um, Jennifer, and the um, kind of actual story of the last wish simultaneously and that's a weird thing to do because they don't get to the events that set up the series plot line in the tv show until three episodes in and that's when you realize or maybe four episodes actually even like you realize there are three simultaneous plot lines in different time periods happening simultaneously in this show hmm like if you had to pick a, like, what is the current timeline, I think it's technically series, but that then gives the Geralt freedom, the Geralt story freedom to bounce around and be like, yo, it's Geralt dealing with the Striga. Yo, it's Geralt lifting that curse on that dude, Beauty and the Beast style. Yo, it's Geralt getting the story, getting his name, like the the nickname, the Butcher of Blevin or something like that. Like, it, it makes the fact that he's kind of just suddenly randomly showing up places feel more excusable. And also then helps the Yennefer plot line, which people have been livid about. And again, like it's all the video games take place after, like, depending on how you read the books, upwards of like fifty years of things happening. Hmm. And in that, like, as part, like, and there's stuff that even predates the books. Some, like, a uh, the whole Yennefer story they're doing, like Yennefer is like a hundred some odd years old before her and Geralt kind of finally cross paths kind of thing. Like, mm. the, the thing the game don't really dive into that much is, like, I want to say by the time, like, the game kicks off, Geralt's, like, two or three hundred years old. Mm. That makes he is sense. old. Like, he's been doing this Witcher thing for a while. Like, in the books, if I remember correctly, he's, like, close to a hundred years old at a minimum. I think when Yennefer shows up, she's, like, three or four hundred years old. Hmm. Uh, mages live for long ass times. Turns out, as do witchers. Like anything magical in this universe, that's human esque, has a extended lifespan up to dangerous levels. Like it's hinted at, but not explicitly said. Witchers can't die of old age; they just eventually get slow and get killed by something. Like it's that's how witchers die. Like they eventually just mess up and get killed by something. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah kind of the same deal with mages but again like if you're used to just the witcher in the video game context you don't have the whole story of yennefer's origins which is she is born like this misshapen horrific hunchback who through horrific magic and sacrifice becomes the attractive woman we know from the game kind of thing like it's it's weird because a lot of people are reacting negatively to like hey here's the story of where all the things you like came from we didn't ask for this tough it existed before the games you like. No, why can't this be the video games? B because it's the books? Yeah. <laughs> the books don't exist. The books were all written before even the first video game was made. I I yeah, I... 
I'm digging the show. I, uh, uh, Jen, my wife, is not such a big fan of Henry Carville, or Carville, how the fuck you pronounce his name? Cavill. Cavill, thank you, for being Geralt, and I get it, but also he's playing Geralt really well. Like, he is maybe too attracted to Pete Geralt, but at the same time, it's like, uh, no, he's doing the job, he's doing the role really well. He is the I mean, right level ex- of growth. He is actually a good actor, I mean, uh, you know, unlike what you might think from seeing him in, you know, as Superman, yeah, he's actually I, a pretty solid actor. No, and he's playing kind of the gruff, emotional, deadpan stuff of Geralt up really well that's not actually emotion deadpan, like emotionless deadpan is. Like, it's mostly it's, and I'm assuming, I, I'm not sure how much of the combat he's doing himself and how much of it's kind of stunt work, but like, if he's even doing half of it, He's doing a fantastic job in the fight choreography, which is what you really care about in a show well, like this. Well, I mean, we've seen him in other action yeah. movies do some combat. I yeah, mean, like he, in, I, uh, he was in uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, you know? he was great in that. Like it's it's that same level of just really well executed stuff. Like it's they have nailed some of the more important parts of Geralt in this show that I think people weren't expecting. Like the combat style is great, the kind of the subtlety of how Geralt's magics work. Like, in the video game, you're very familiar, you're very aware of kind of how much magic Geralt has, but in the books and in, by proxy, the TV show, Geralt's magic is subtle. He's not a mage. He has kind of, like, Hmm. better than trick magic, but it's not, like, super useful magic. Like, he can push stuff and charm people and light stuff on fire, which is way more than most people can do, but it's garbage level compared to anyone with actual magical talents. So is that more like the book then? Well, the game and the book are that way. The issue is in the game, the magic is so upfront and in the book and in the book and the and the TV show as a result, it's kind of subtle. Like you have to look for him doing little signs and stuff with his hand, even though he's doing magic. Like the most uh, mm. obvious one he did was like sealing a crypt at one point and just air blasting something. And then, like, in both instances, like, oh, okay, yeah, but, like, there's a couple points where he's doing kind of subtle witcher magic where it's like, oh, right, you're not a mage. You don't, like, throw fireballs. You have to actually use these goddamn swords with a lot of frequency. There's a Batman-esque amount of prep time that goes into all of your work. Where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool, gotta bring these weapons, gotta bring these oils. Again, that exists through all of the games, the first of the Witcher games relied so heavily on the prep time. Like, that is a fundamental mechanic of that game that I get why it wasn't as important moving forward, but, like, it's what made the first game my favorite of that as a result, because, like, you went into combat and the game was like, okay, cool, do you have the 300 books you need to prep for this fight? No? Go buy them right now. Just do it. Do it. You will die if you don't know what type of oil it's weak against, what type of bombs it's susceptible to, and like which of your three potions you need to blend together to get the most advantage. Like, yeah, it's like, yes, you can always go with Tawny Owl for the regeneration abilities or for the added health regeneration. Yeah, it's a good pick, but like, did you know that this thing causes blindness? So you might want Cat. Hmm. And then your owl turns brand elixirs too, so like, it's. I've dug the show. I think the show is a great adaptation of the books. If you're looking for it to be an ad- adaptation of the video games, you're going to be disappointed because the events of the video games haven't happened yet. And more importantly, the author of this franchise, who is notoriously kind of annoyed with parts of the video game, big fan of the TV show, it turns out. Mm, yeah, that's not that's not surprising. 
in a certain sense, like you said, because yeah. it's about his books rather than the games. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's I've been impressed. Like it's if you are looking to fill that Game of Thrones sized hole in your heart that uh this year left in you, maybe go check this out. It's kind of that like. It's more fantasy fantasy than Game of Thrones is, but kind of in the same genre where it's most people just live normal shitty lives and then like great people wander through. And I, I will also throw down the caveat, like if you're not willing to deal with the politics presented in this franchise, which are heavy on racism and stuff and commentary on that, mm-hmm. don't watch this. Like that's not the, that the point of this franchise is like, to talk about that stuff. Like, it is, you have this badass hero, the Witcher, that, like, technically is ostracized by society because he's a goddamn freak. And most people, despite the fact he rolls up and, like, saves them from a dragon or something terrible, don't re- recognize him as human all that frequently. They're like, yeah. yeah, you're slightly different looking, so fuck you. Remember that time we murdered all those elves for being elves? Yeah, good times. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. But that's what I've been up to. I can recommend The Witcher. I'm enjoying it. I, it's If you're mad Triss Marigold's hair isn't red, fuck off. If you're mad that Yennefer spends the first, like, four episodes, you know, doing her origin story isn't hot Yennefer from the video games from the jump, fuck off as well. Mm. <laughs> like, yep. I think the show is good. I enjoy the show. Who's next? Muy bueno. Uh, I can go next. So, remember last week I said I was going to go to a movie, a mystery dinner theater thing? Yes, how did that go? Anniversary? You appear to have not yeah. been murdered. So, I did not get murdered. That's a good sign. Yes. Um. So, it was not what we expected it was going to be. Did you wind up at a sex party? No. no. Okay, that's a step better. That's step better. It could have been. No. Um. So, we went to the event. Um. We got there. They did a nice little intro, and it was, you know, it, it's very campy, like, you know, that New York-style, like, mystery thing, but... No, a mystery murder dinner party was campy. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, um, they, they start to go on about how this, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a rough-edged uh, PI who got fired from his old firm, and now he's going solo. Uh, with uh, you know, cute assistant and all that, and this lady walks in. Uh, the customer, I guess the 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 client. Uh, she works at an orphanage, and they can't put on their Christmas pageant because somebody stole the baby Jesus. Oh no! Oh. And, it, <laughs> and just like you would think it would be, it was a super hardcore Christian production mystery dinner theater thing. Whoa, that must have been interesting. How... Oh, it gets real good. How Christian so... are we talking? <laughs> let, let me, I'll get to no, you're right. I, I have to let this unfold. I have to save my Don't question let me for the end. the mystery of this. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So he goes on. Um, so they go and track it down to this, uh, this exporter uh, named Mr. Chang, who had a really turned up like Asian accent. Okay, just straight racist. Got it. Got it. Kind of. It's a little like. Mm. Was know. the guy like, playing number... him at least Asian or no? Yeah, he was. That's, he uh, was. That doesn't make it necessarily better, but. 
No, but he's like Mr. Chang, number one importer. First, you know, 15% off first purchase. Yeah, that's like, not uh, great either. Yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, uh. So they, uh, they go through this whole thing, and, and at the end, he finds, you know, the stolen artifact, who turns out, you know, well, I won't ruin the mystery in case anybody wants to go see no, it. No, you should, because I'm not going to this. Okay, uh, so it turns out Mr. Chang bought it from one of the little girls at the orphanage who just got there recently, kind of uh. thing. And so they get it back, and I guess in the adventure, uh, the P.I., you know, finds Jesus, literally and figuratively, and he carried around a little uh, bottle of alcohol. Where was Jesus literally, out of curiosity? <laughs> it was a plastic, like, thing for a, 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 a what do they call it? The manger display thing? Okay. Nativity scene. Nativity scene, yeah. So... He puts it. I thought you were put, saying some dude dressed as Jesus showed up for this. It was like no, you no, found no, no, me no. a boil, hard-boiled P.I. McGregor. No, no, that would have been a funny twist. Yeah. Um, and so he finds it. He puts it in the manger, and the whole thing lights up. Like, okay, that's cool. And he carried around a flask because he was like, you know, the, the drunky like P.I. or whatever. And then proceeded to pour out the alcohol near the manger, but it looked like he was pouring out for his homies in front of Jesus. Because <laughs> he was kneeling down, oh. and he poured out the quote-unquote alcohol. So I was like, is he pouring one out for Jesus? I don't know what's going on. Okay, so kind when you thing. mentioned this, I thought you were going to a murder mystery party, meaning like a bunch of people wander around a house or a venue or something trying yeah, to solve yeah. a crime. See, that's what I thought. You apparently I've, I've were in that of a play. <laughs> Can I tell you that's what I thought? Okay. <laughs> I, I think, so yeah, I think wrong. you kind of, the way you kind of described what you thought it was going to be like, yeah. Uh, is, is this a passion play? Like, I, I, is this what a passion play is <laughs> now? Let me, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Fair enough, fair enough. I, oh, we were done, so, my bad. The, the, P.I. <laughs> poured, the, the P.I. poured one out for his homies and found Jesus. Yeah, he, he more is there left in a play at this point? And it was like happy endings and things like that. And then the narrator, who I guess was, is like the pastor of this church, because it was at like one of those uh, storefront church locations. That's okay. where the event was. But see, everything you're saying makes the story better. No, no, no. <laughs> so, okay. So last year I went to, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the YouTube channel, All Deaf Digital. They have comedians who do a bunch of different stuff. A couple of those comedians were touring in Portland, and they did an event at a church. Uh, so I was like, hmm. figured, okay, well, they just rent out the church halls and things like that for yeah. plays and stuff. That's just standard. Like, that's just the thing. So the narrator comes out. He tells us, like, hey, you know, my buddy used to invite me to church, and I used to be like, nah, I don't want to go, and proceeded to become, like, a whole... We're not asking you to convert or join the church today, but if you want me to pray with you, let's do that. And he, like, walks uh. up and down the tables for a bit, like, and nobody is raising their hand. <laughs> no one volunteered to be healed at their table. Uh, it got real fucking awkward real quick. Yeah. What are so the chances he, the entire audience thought they were there for murder mystery party? I will tell you right now, there's a good chunk of the audience that like just kind of like put their like because he did like a prayer and asked us to put our heads down and oh, I kind of just no. like oh, okay, I'm just gonna put my head down for a second, not make any eye contact. Mandy refused to make eye contact with me because this whole time this thing is going on, she doesn't want to laugh, so she's just <laughs> looking straight down. <laughs> 
She's looking straight down. She tells me after the fact, by the way, that like, she's like, I couldn't look at you. And every time I almost looked at you, I had to sip some coffee because if I did, I would have laughed. But what a hero there. Yeah. But yeah, proceeds. Yeah. So she proceeds to uh, pretty much just kind of, we kind of just sat there and Mm. uh, yeah. And he like, he spent like maybe a good five or six minutes, literally like asking people who want someone to pray with tables looking to convert. Yeah, like, uh, uh, so I think somebody finally raised their hand, and I guess he didn't want to do, like, a whole room thing, so he was like, we're going to send one of the sisters to go pray with you, and they, uh, they headed over there, and, yeah, so, wow. our, they saved the cheesecake for the end of the show, so we got our cheesecake, and then uh. we promptly fucking left. <sighs> oh, God, that sounds... Oh. Both amazing, amazing and terrible. Like, the, oh my gosh. The fact you didn't oh. know what it was going in and this was all yeah. a surprise. Like, if you'd gone in knowing what you were in store for and it was just bad, that would have been one thing. The fact you're like, we're going to solve a murder and the murder was, where did your Christianity go? That makes yeah. it better. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Man, why oh. are we doing the Krampus cast this week? There are so many good names for the podcast in that story. <sighs> Yeah, no, it's it's just yeah. So the thing was, it was it was the mysterious export. That's like the the mystery they were solving, and it turns out the mysterious export was baby Jesus, <laughs> six pound baby Jesus. So did you? Was there? I mean, it sounds like there's they kind of misled you on the description of this. I would have asked thing. for my money back. Well, it was three canned goods or five dollars. So, I mean, that's, oh uh, yeah, but I mean, on okay, the description of what it is bad. and what it was going to be like, did they not say it was basically a sermon? Nope. That is, that is, you know what, that's, that's exactly really stinky. That's what I was thinking. That, that is tactics. I mean, yep. it's like, it's, you know what, if it is, I mean, you know what, a lot of people, if you're honest with them, I, I, I think they wouldn't really care. I mean, it's not like somebody's going to necessarily actively avoid it just because it's, you know, has a Christian message. There's there's lots of Christians in America and in yeah, the world. This and podcast is not necessarily anti-Christian. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, but but just we, but just saying, it's directly, like but... I think it's incredibly sort of sketchy and bad that they weren't just honest with that part of it. I mean, uh, that's I don't know. I think that's kind of low. That's really low. That's like what a con artist would do. There's definitely some flim flam aspect of the story. S- yeah, there was definitely some sketch because it the, it didn't mention anything about Jesus on there. Well, I'm just picturing Alex showing up with like a microphone, like a magnifying glass, and like a Sherlock Holmes hat, being like, "We're gonna solve Deer the Christmas cap, murder," you know, yeah, like, ready to solve this murder, and then it being like, "Take your seats, eat some shitty food, have us yell at you for an hour and a half," and it being like, yeah. "But I'm here to solve a murder, and not the murder of where uh, my evening went." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was, so there was definitely a uh, a murder, and it was definitely your poor hours. Uh, I mean, they did a good job on the production. Oh, yeah, no, Don't no, get no, me no, wrong. I'm sure. It's a hell I'm of sure. A story. Yes. But the fact that it like he's like I, I'm no choir boy. I, I've but uh, I guess uh, I'll take the case. And then like he, you know. Is Oregon full of hell houses? Is that what I'm learning? Like, can I, I yeah. go to a hell oh, house is, if I go to Oregon? This sounds very much like that. It's like, trick kids into thinking it's this cool Halloween thing, but actually, 
No, it's a weird, as someone who grew up in the Northeast, I've never been thing. to a hell house like in a like truly devotely hell house area, and I've always wanted to go to one because I hear they are ridiculous nightmares. Yeah, but and in but not in the sense that you want for Halloween. Oh, no, as an adult, I will find it hilarious. As a kid, I would probably oh, yeah. find it traumatizing. Yeah. As an adult, I'll probably find it's... it anti-Semitic. Do I hear that creeps in a lot? But yeah. Yeah, but that's... yeah. So, yeah, that was our. Oh, that's our fantastic. On the plus side, the spaghetti they served <laughs> for our meal was really fucking good. And hey, good. I, hey. I almost want to email them back and say, "Hey, what kind of sausage did you guys use?" <laughs> sauce the Lord's really sauce, Alex. They really use the Lord's sauce. If they tell well, me, you I can what? get some more. Huh? This, this is what you should definitely do. If you send them a message, make sure your subject line completely misleads them, just like they misled you. Have, have it kind of hint at, I want to hear more about what you had to say, you know? Specifically or, you know, what's in of, that sauce. Yeah. Or, you know, I or, once you know, was lost, now I'm found. Uh, and when I say found, I mean I found the best spaghetti sauce. Where did you guys get that? Yeah, yes. See, you should mislead them like they misled you. It's yeah, only so. fair. But yeah, so that was our mystery dinner theater, which turned into a big old Jesus recruitment drive, is the yeah. only way to describe it. Yep. Welcome to evangelism. Yeah. Mm. So mm. that was over at around like 8.30 last night. So Mandy and I are like, okay, we're not ending our anniversary on this note. Because that was supposed to be our mm. anniversary thing. Uh, yeah. So she was like, "Is this your way of getting out of planning future anniversaries?" <laughs> <laughs> I oh. forgot that aspect to it, man. Yeah. So Mandy and I got a little dressed up and went to this. Oh, ow! Dang, that—that's some tactics there, Alex. Do a job badly enough, and they'll ever ask you to do that job again. Wow, that's <laughs> some swinging for the fences Mandy. incompetence. I explained to her this could be our hate version of a hate date. You have to go to this every hey. year now? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, mm. yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, let's go watch the Star Wars movie. Cause, mm. uh, oh, cool. So, so Manny and I have been together for four years, and mm. we officially got together the day The Force Awakens came out four okay. years cool. ago. So... I thought it was fitting. Hey, let's just go watch a Star Wars movie af after this. Let's cleanse our palate, if you will. Mm. Um, let's go watch Space Jesus instead of Christmas yeah. Jesus. <laughs> let's watch Space Jesus and instead of just Earth Jesus. So. I, I'm not sure who would be angry about that sentence. Star Wars fans or <laughs> Jesus-y people? <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, so we went continue. to go watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we went to go watch Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Um. And you know what? I think it's probably the best movie of the new trilogy. Oh, cool. okay, hands and down. I really liked um for uh what well, not Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. So that actually See, fills me with mild hope. Yeah, <laughs> I was I liked The Force Awakens better than Last Jedi, but yeah. I'm but now I mean honestly I've I've heard some good things about about the new one, so now definitely I really want to see it. Yeah, I mean. I will say this last movie very much fan service for sure. I have heard mm. that. Yeah, I, I've heard very, it's... but not like over the top annoying fan service. Like it, it works with the story. More it was hint, really hint. well done. 
Mm. Cool. It was really well done, and I'm glad that one of my theories came true. So. I looked up the spoilers for all the stuff for this movie because I had to know. I'm like, I'm not trying to see if I didn't know if I was right about this stuff. Neat. Okay, yeah. yep. don't care. Do not spoil. I, do not spoil anything not, no, for no me. Spoilers. It's too fresh. Yeah. But I yeah. will. Say, I I will say this. I don't know if you've watched the trailers, Henry. I've kind of avoided watching the trailers too because a lot of the times they give away too much. So I I watched the first sort of very first trailer that you know has almost nothing in it, mm-hmm. and that's about it. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like I found that, you know, especially with movies I'm really anticipating, I have to avoid the trailers because there's always a chance that they're just going to be like, here's an important plot point. Mm-hmm. Ha Yeah. Well, there there is one scene um, that people kind of were like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense that was in the trailers. And mm-hmm. they do a really good job of actually explaining why they did what they did. Oh, it's almost and like it makes- in context, things can make sense when they don't make sense yes. in the trailer. Absolutely. It's almost like <laughs> you have the rest of the movie around as opposed to certain snippets pulled out to build hype. They make more mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So... I won't I won't go into any specifics even though it's in the trailer but like they explain why this is done a certain way sure and out of context it doesn't make sense but in context it makes perfect sense so I thought that was great um and yeah overall it was a it was a really enjoyable movie um I usually count that by the fact that Mandy stayed awake for the whole thing as well mm-hmm. cuz she tends to fall asleep in some movies but um she genuinely stayed awake for the whole thing, and it was a great film. I know one of the complaints people have said is that it maybe feels too rushed, but I think it was just right. Mm. Sure. So maybe I'll actually uh, see yeah. this now. Yeah, I I recommend it. So Ooh. yeah, I like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of Last Jedi. I feel like there was a whole chunk of the movie you can remove. And oh, really I love that lot. movie because it's middle fingers up against all the fans. Like it's. That movie is the biggest fuck you to kind of the like Star Wars must be X Y and Z fan base aspects. Like I, it's, I love that I am, movie more for how angry it made kind of quote Star Wars purists. Well, it's like uh, for me, it was just it seemed like so much of it was based on super superfluous nonsense that didn't really need to be in there. Plus, nonsensical decision making. Sure, but you could say is, that about all the Star which, Wars movies. But it's it just, I don't know, I can usually tell when something's been written backwards, especially when it's written backwards poorly. Do you you kind of know what I mean by that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, and it works well for certain genres and certain types of movies, and in general it's just not a bad thing. But yeah, when you write backwards from a plot point that you know you need to reach, but then you don't seem to play it in forward, you know, you don't kind of look it back over it, you know, in forward in the correct order, and then to make sure that that actually still makes sense. I mean, that's what I see a lot, and that's what I kind of saw the last Jedi. It seemed like, we wrote this backwards. Oh, yeah, this should lead to that. Oh, yeah, this should cause this. And then they didn't bother looking over the way it would look if they actually played it in, in the actual order. Sure. And it just makes seems like huge jumps in in bad logic and terrible decision making. I would and, argue that's the kind why, of issue. And why did this thing even need to happen, and why... I don't know. It's it's. I think they're trying to get the feel of, uh, to me, and not to go too far in this, but more some of the feel of Empire Strikes Back, where Empire Strikes Back well, is kind of like everything goes wrong, kind of. You know, and what I, mean? I was I was just gonna say that where I think like I think all of the middle Star Wars movies 
have the same problem where they're the middle Star Wars movie. You have to have an ending that sets up the final movie, so you kind of... Yeah, but there's better ways of doing it. I mean, there's a reason why Empire Strikes Back is still kind of hailed as, you know, critically hailed as just still a good movie. Well, George Lucas didn't direct it, but yeah. Yeah, he didn't direct it either, and that also made it superior, but yeah, it was... And I just don't feel like they did with The Last Jedi, but not to go into that, but... Yeah. yeah, we won't go too far into it. I will say though, Last Jedi was my least favorite of those. Um, we finally figured out what happens if you hit something in hyperspace. That's all I ever needed in a movie, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. I actually liked that. That was, that was fun. You also, yeah. I, and this is kind of where we differ when it comes to sci-fi. Like it's, I love that movie because it has that part where they just basically show. Yeah, there's a shit ton of war profiteering in this whole thing. Like the majority of yeah. people don't really care about the Empire or the Rebellion or the Republic or whatever because yeah, it doesn't a whole, affect them. There's a whole host of people who just kind of live and yeah. they don't think about either one. Arguably most the, people what, are in that category. Or, the, or where they happen to live, yeah. even. So. It's more like The Mandalorian, where it's like, none of this shit matters. Why? This is stories yeah. about people. Well, that's why I think like uh, Rogue One was probably one of the best new movies they've made so far. Yeah. I th- I think Rogue One was fucking spectacular. Yep. It's also why I like Solo, yes. where it's like it's like you you got this kind of look at this is what life is actually like under this stuff, and yeah. being part of the rebellion of the Empire won't matter to most people. It's like oh, we have to be stormtroopers, okay. Oh, if you're a public guard, okay. How's that not a stormtrooper? It's different, okay. Is it? Yeah, I, I, and that's the you know, the one part of Solo I did enjoy, though. I think it's a horrible movie, awful movie, but I, like I enjoyed it. the yes. fact that, it, yeah, like you said, it was kind of like, well, this is how most people live that aren't involved in one or the other. They just kind of have a life that doesn't have much to do with either. So, but yeah, that's, yeah, I am, but yeah, I'm, yeah, now I'm more excited than ever to watch the new, the new Star Wars movie. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's. It's a good movie, I have to say. I, uh, okay. I definitely enjoyed it, and yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. That's all I gotta say. Cool. So, um, yeah, and let's see. <clears throat> so the house hunt has continued, mm. and we got an offer accepted on a house. Ooh. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Good for you. So, uh... Monday, I get to go out and do the inspection part with the home inspector. Mm. Get that all squared away, and yeah, it was interesting because the house we put a we were gonna put a bid on, uh, came off the. It was technically pending, and then came off because the people who were trying to put a bid only had a work visa, but weren't actual like residents or citizens. Ah. So they technically can't apply for the loan to get the house. Huh. Oh so yeah, that's true. The loan. Yeah. As an issue, yeah. The mortgage. Because yeah, it's not, it's, it's not, they have to be a resident or a citizen. You can't have a work visa and mm. buy a home, I believe. At least mm. that's my idea. Well, no, you could, you can buy a home. You just can't get a, you, you can't, can't be able to get a bank to, a bank to lend to you a yeah. mortgage for it. So that's the issue. I mean, they could, there's not like, I don't think that there's a lot, but yeah. No, because you could I, probably buy cash. Because people buy, yeah, people buy homes, like, that don't live here. It's just, yeah, it's mm. not bought through a mortgage, so. Yeah. So we, uh, it came back off, uh, from pending back to, you know, for sale. So we went to go look at it, and we're like, yep, no, this is a house. This is it. 
Nice. And uh, yeah, it's nice. Three bedrooms, backyard, nice front yard, attached garage, you know, nice little setup there. Oh, um, cool. Cool. Yeah. So I will have a my own game slash streaming room in the house, nice. which will be nice. So, um, yeah. So we put in our offer on Friday, and then Saturday I heard back from my realtor in the morning, and she said two other people have put bids. Uh, we're gonna hit up the seller and let them know you've got like a conventional loan set up, and you know you've already been pre-approved, got all that, and really kind of push to mm-hmm. get you in there. And nice. yeah, uh, right around noon, she called us and said they accepted our offer. Awesome. So they do have a backup person just in case we back out of it. But mm-hmm. pending, obviously, any home loans or any home inspection stuff, we're, we're, we're yeah. pretty set. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm stoked, man. Um, yeah. And I checked out the internet and I get gigabit internet for 65 mm. bucks a month. Oh, that's so. amazing. That's yeah. cheap for that, it's too. It's amazing what competition will do with pricing. Hey. So. Actual competition, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Fuck you, LA Internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's great. So, um, further into the, uh, into the, the next maybe 30 to 50 or 60 days or whatever, uh, I may miss a podcast or two because I will be in the process of getting everything moved in. So, but that being said, uh, I might be a homeowner in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I really hope the inspection goes well too. Yeah, I hope so. We got a really cool, uh, inspector set up. They're pretty mm-hmm. solid. They run a nonprofit as well. So cool. that's one of the things that made me decide to pick them is because they do charity work as well. So nice. But yes, um, that's it for me. Do I, did I miss it? No. Did I, I think, I, yeah, no, that was it. That's everything. So oh. that was my week. I believe Henry, you're up now, sir. Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, I am indeed in Oklahoma. I am visiting my parents and this is kind of a yearly thing. I've been, you know, I, I like to visit. I like to go and visit. I think them. we did the Krampus class last year with you in Oklahoma. Yeah. Absolutely, and that was me testing yeah. out to make sure that you know my parents' internet, which we get, they get cellular internet here essentially, and so it goes it, like their router is a, is a router slash modem, and it's a cellular modem. It's got a Nokia what N gauge plugged into it or something. No, I mean Artisan. it's just a yes, it's I was just a, a bad joke. But yeah, it's it's a uh, cellular modem, cellular modem and router. And so that's, and I'm directly connected, actually, instead of using the Wi-Fi on my laptop, I have a cable running to it right now, a very long cable that I happen to have, and it's running all the way to it, so that's what I'm doing, and so, and yeah, it seems to be fine once again, and yeah, I mean, the, their internet's good enough, I mean, it's, it's fine, especially for what they need it for, what they would be using it for, I mean, like, my dad prefers to use it for, like, weather a lot, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's because, yeah, as I've mentioned before, I am from a farming and ranching family, and and th- and that's and so I've already gone out to help because every time I I come back here, I mean, I grew up doing this, and so yeah, I'll go out and help my dad like deal with cattle because it's always easier with a second person there. I mean, there's a lot of different things that make it reasons why it's a lot easier just to have another person there to help you deal with the cattle, and. While I was growing up, generally we kept all steers, 
And so, and steers are pretty easy. They're they're not very scary. They're pretty easy going. I mean, there's there's no reason to be afraid of steers. I mean, if they just kind of go around, they're easy to corral and deal with. You can just kind of like wave your arms, and they'll just kind of go over wherever you want them to. And so that's and so that's mainly what I grew up doing. But now, just within the past five years, like my dad started like like keeping heifers and actually having cows and like bulls as well, a couple of bulls as well. And bulls are kind of scary, actually. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're way bigger and more aggressive, whereas steers just aren't. But yeah, bulls, like, they're 2,000 pounds of, I don't care what you think. They, they don't, they won't move around, like, you, you can't just, like, whereas with steers, you can just kind of, like, like I said, wave your arms or whatever, and you go, hey, go this way, and they'll just kind of go. A bull won't. Bull just kind of does what it wants to do. You, you aren't really making it do anything, and so, and so feeding them gets kind of, can be kind of tricky, especially if you're feeding them, like, not just with you you're typically using some feed this time of the year because it's winter in addition to hay uh so that they get more you know protein and stuff and so putting out feed for them gets a little scary because they're like i want food and they'll kind of push you out of the way because they're 2000 pounds of it's almost i don't like care cows are a nightmare yeah but but steers are fine and like and like as well as cows are fine like you know like you know, you know female you know cows they're fine, like, but yeah, it's the bulls that are just like, yeah, kind of intimidating. So, and that's like, even my dad kind of feels that way. I mean, he he keeps them, and he's like, yeah, they're they're kind of intimidating because yeah, they they don't care what you think. They really super don't care. They're just there <laughs> in their leather jackets, making their own cigarettes, leaning on fence posts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. That's but yeah. That's so. That's kind of a new thing. I mean, I haven't. I've. I didn't grow up dealing with bulls, so that's that's definitely kind of new to me. But yeah. So yep. I am. You know. In a, yeah. And a lot of people don't expect that of me. You know, when they meet me or see me, and they're like, "Oh, you grew up on a farm and ranch. You know how to work cattle." And <laughs> it's like, yep. Yep, unlike that person over there who's wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, who's probably never been in a field, this dude, dressed up like a punk rocker with piercings, grew up, actually grew up on a farm and ranch, so... You're just a walking Hard Times article occasionally, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh... But yeah, I did, I enjoyed out here, and even in helping out, you know, helping my dad out, it's, it's nice, it's... And, and but yeah, and I like visiting with my family, and that's always fun. Um, but also, yeah, it's it is. I, I being here literally brings my blood pressure down because I am less stressed. My parents don't stress me out, so and that's something I'm pretty grateful for. My my parents are both pretty chill people. Oh, recording this podcast, it will bounce out those stress levels and bring them back up to normal. <laughs> bounce out, what? Oh. but yeah, my uh, my parents are pretty cool. And they're, yeah, and they're very chill, and it's relaxing when I'm out here. And the farm, you know, it's quieter out here, too, because my parents, they don't even live in town. They live, like, three miles out of the closer town, the town that's, like, less than, like, 500 people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's it's very quiet out here, very relaxed, and, you know, we just have the, our rescue dogs. Well, I mean, I say rescue dogs as in we literally rescued them ourselves. 
at least some of them that we have. Um, I've mentioned before that people kind of drive out to the countryside and dump their pets that they don't yeah. want, and if we see them, yeah. we'll, we take them in. So it's we're in an unofficial rescue center, but yeah, and that's it's cool. I like animals, so um, so other than that, games. I I started playing King of Fighters All Star this week. It's a it's a phone game. I I don't really play a lot of mobile games. Like I haven't even played Pokemon Go. Not even once. And probably a smart move in all honesty, given what we've learned about Niantic in the last year. But yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I've been playing King of Fighters All Star, and it is well. I'm a big King of Fighters fan. I always I I have been for a very long time. Ever since the first time I saw one and played one that was on a Neo Geo machine. Uh, yeah, I, I love the series. I've been playing it pretty consistently. And the phone game, it's fun. It's, it's, it's not strictly a fighting game. It's a beat-em-up. So the way the most of the missions work, you can play it fighting game style, like King of Fighters fighting game style. There is a mode for that. But most of it is played like a beat-em-up, like a... Uh, well, I mean, there's the Streets of Rage 4 coming out. I mean, you know, in the River City Girls, if you you know, those types of beat-em-up games. And so it's it's that style, but you have the kind of special moves that the characters would have. And so the way its sort of gotcha system is, like the sort of random system is, is like whenever you try to use, you're summoning fighters. And so you kind of like Pokemon, <laughs> you're collecting fighters and you level them up and you and they they even have a skill tree that you can work through for each of them and but yeah it is random for what you get there's no so and even if you're going into one of the special randoms special random summons you there's no guarantee that you'll get one of the special things it's just slightly higher that you might get like for example the christmas versions of some of the characters that are going right now and and i'm kind of annoyed right now because all right, so I have certain characters I always play, like it's certain characters on teams, and it just happens that they happen to be usually high tier in every version of King of Fighters, but specifically Leona. She's my favorite character. I kick butt with her, but I can't get her. I can't seem to get her. I'm not willing to pay a bunch of money to get like hundreds of summon tickets. But and... Henry, what if you just bought it? But you can't just buy her either. Ah, no. Uh, if I could, I, that would be tempting, but it's just like, I want Leona. Give me Leona. Stop giving me another freaking Chang. France Please. Frog. Yeah. So, yeah, I I want Leona. I uh, I keep... I, and the thing is, you just like other kind of, you know, pay, you know, uh, other, you know, freemium style games, you can earn, you just, by playing the game, you just earn more credits that allow you to summon more fighters, you know, and summon like you can summon like 10 10 at a time and but i just haven't gotten my favorite character yet and i'm like come on give me my favorite character please she's not she doesn't have any lower chance of being summoned than anything else it just i seem to be but there are a lot of characters because they care consider characters from different years as separate characters as well as kind of these like for example a a my Shiranui from 96 is separate from the 1997 version. So, so you'll get kind of near versions of the same character as well. So there's a, that's why I get, have a certain amount of repeats in a certain sense, because yeah, I already, 
that it's it's not necessarily a repeat. It's just the same character from a different year. But mm. but I am I'm really wanting to get Leona. I'm like, come on, just just give me my favorite character, please, so I can put her in my team that I've been using. I have I have one special character that got summoned. I do have a version of uh, Yuri Sakazaki who is a baseball version, and she's in a, a baseball uniform, which is cute and that's cool. But uh, I have that one too. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people get that when they log in. So that's I think that's a common thing. But mm-hmm. but I've been enjoying the game. I like I like side scrolling beat 'em ups. In general, like I am a fan of those. I mean, I you were playing that MOBA for a while. That was a side scroller. Um, yeah, I yeah I played a uh, a, a uh, uh, MOBA that was side scroller. I don't remember. Oh, I played a MMORPG that was um, I, Dungeon Fighter Online. Not what I'm thinking of, but but yeah, I played Dungeon Fighter Online, which is a straight up like side scrolling beat 'em up. 2D MOBA, but or oh, oh, you're talking about Awesome Dots as a MOBA. That sounds oh. right, yeah. But that's not really beat 'em up. That's a, it's a side scrolling, but it's it's not like Streets of Rage or something like that. Or sure, you know. But yeah, I've been I've been enjoying the game, and and the storyline is fun. Like there's a storyline that you play through. Like there's there's kind of a story they've created for each year. There are gonna years, several years of the franchise. And so, and there's kind of an overarching storyline that you're kind of within a system. You're actually like within a computer system. There's like kind of, oh no, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, and I like some of the new characters. I like the artwork, the artworks. Yeah, it, the artwork's nice. It's kind of general, you know, like kind of anime, super sure. anime artwork, but it's nice. And I like that they're using this sort of animated, semi-animated, eh, kind of flash animated sort of characters so i mean they are they they move and they're kind of breathing and talking and so that's nice i mean it's just it's some of the little touches that i I enjoy the artwork of games that i play i mean i appreciate it and enjoy it so but that's been fun and so but yeah that's that's that was easy for me to play for instance when i was sitting in the airport and yeah, and so i can just sit in the airport and you know play that game it's kind of easy kind of nice and then even even here uh, because this laptop isn't necessarily a gaming lap, the game, you know, laptop I've used for gaming in a long sure. time. Though, though I will be for Stadia. I will try it for Stadia. But uh, I've been playing, you know, King of Fighters All Star while I've been here as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, so. But yeah, I haven't really been playing any games outside of that. I've been well, kind of in a certain sense, getting ready to spend uh, roughly a week here in Oklahoma, and so. Yeah, um, but yeah, over the next week I will, will set up Stadia and uh, try that out and see how that works out. I'm kind of I'm really curious how well it works. Yeah, and I definitely will kind of write some notes and report back on that because this is this is kind of the scenario that we've been wondering about this limited internet scenario, and so that's I definitely have that here. So I'll, I'll have to see how that works out. I. I have my doubts, but we'll see. I'll probably have to be, I'll be definitely be running at a lower resolution, but it's not a big deal since I'm running off a of laptop anyways. So, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much my week. I, yeah, I've been, but I also definitely been looking forward to the Krampus cast. <laughs> is everyone yeah. ready? Oh yeah. It's a time. It's it time, boys. Ho, 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 oh no, it's time. <laughs> 
for the infamous bagging, the Krampus cast. Those who's fir- those who this is the first Krampus cast of. Uh, this is our yearly kind of roundup before we do our game of the year stuff of all of the bullshit that happened in gaming in the last year, give or take kind of some stuff, given that we can't catch everything, obviously. And this is a very personal list. This this episode's not for everyone. We fully understand that. See you next week or the week after for our game of the year stuff. Um, those of you choosing to stay, please enjoy. It's going to be a mm. nightmare. This is uh, petty, nitpicky, pedantic, and mostly that's designed to keep us from getting into this stuff in game of the year so we can focus on just the games. Like, mm-hmm. and one of these episodes has a long rant. It, this, this is all long rants. It's all very personal stuff. And if you found us to be too political or whatever, kind of in that spectrum in the past, this is probably not the episode for you. Cause this is, we kind yeah. of let it all hang out because in the true spirit of Christmas, meaning Krampus, meaning the only good part of Christmas, we choose yeah. to probably berate and beat these things with a stick, with a switch, N- not mm-hmm. a video game switch. A, tr- a part of a tree we go out and cut down, and then throw a bag over and beat it mercilessly till we feel better about ourselves. Who's got Absolutely. the first one for this year? Um, you know what? I'll 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 uh, I'll I'll throw one out there. Okay. Um, and this is definitely a bigger topic. I'm saving another one for a little bit later, but uh, for now... There's no you know saving. What? We're just going to kind of go around and keep throwing ones in the bag, for lack of a better phrase. We're going to discuss them, and then we'll move on once we're bored of talking about it. Yeah. All right, so I'll go ahead and mention... I want to talk about video game CEOs in general. And sure. And executive, executive level. Executive level. So... This yeah, feels I'm, like the year of that, and so this is the year of many well, things, unfortunately. Like, well, it's the year of that year. being finally called out. Yeah, and like this. That's, it felt, see, that's the part of it out. that I actually like. That, that it's, this is the year of it being called out. So I now I know exactly who should go into the bag. So yeah, I'll I'll throw out a name to begin with. Randy Pitchford, indeed. Oh yes. So, shall we count his sins? Sure. Like, and I feel bad because we kind of fucked up the reporting on this one originally because it was so goddamn weird. But, like, this is a guy who managed to make Borderlands 3 all about him in a weird way. And not because he was trying to, but because you found yourself being like, do I want to support a guy who may or may not have lost a drive that may or may not have contained child porn? And it's on a podcast defending that it's not child porn. But like, it's the weirdest thing where like, it's not worse, but being like, no, no, I was trying to figure out how this cam artist does her squirting trick because it can't possibly be real. I respect the artistry of it. Like, mm. like that's the start of this bullshit. And, and it's just like the weird legal stuff that's well, going that, on. Yeah, that, that all came out because of the lawsuit. But like, it's the. You went yeah. from like, hey, Randy Pitchford's being sued in this very weird lawsuit to, yeah, what the fuck is up with Randy Pitchford? To, man, why do they keep putting Randy Pitchford out in front of Borderlands Three? Yeah, stop it. But yeah, it's it's, it, and also you remember the kind of battle with the Borderlands voice actor. The, yeah. The, so I mean, there's 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 a number of sins here, and Pitchford. As the uh, rightfully so, when you're the executive, you know, especially the CEO of a company, this is your responsibility. You can't act like, oh well, it's just no, no, no. That's on you. That's 
But, I mean, there are so many specific things that are literally him and dumb things he's done and said, and it's just, Wow! Wow! Wow, Pitchford! You are garbage! Stop buying his games, please. But also at the same time, like, and this is kind of a, this is, I think, the real crux of the issue. The people at Gearbox publish and make some decent games. The issue is now it's the, do you want to give Randy Pitchford money indirectly? Like, and, and that's kind of the CEO thing of this year where a lot of good games came out this year. Absolutely. That Absolutely. then had uncomfortable relations. Like, let's bounce around some because we got to talk about Activision as part of this and EA to a lesser extent, and Blizzard kind of falls under this category some. But, like, yeah. Y- y- we're going to, like, like, I want. I still have not played Call of Duty Modern Warfare as much as I want to, kind of thing. I've, I've dabbled with it as best I can, but like, I don't own a copy of it because I don't want to buy it. Yes, that's the thing. It's like, uh, and yeah, you know, it's like you said. There's, there's a uh, you know some complexity to this because there's a lot of devs who work themselves to the bone yeah. to create this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, these, you know, game developers, it's like, they didn't ask for their executives to be trash. I was like, all they... prepared to be super excited about Borderlands. Yeah, and it's just like, and that's the difficult part. And when you are when you are one of the ones in the trenches, it's not like you have any real say in, like, who your CEO is. And especially, you know, in some of these cases, like, you don't necessarily know a history, whereas, you know, like, some of the stuff wasn't public. You didn't know publicly that, like, this CEO was garbage. You only found that once you were in the company, and that, that's, you know, that's makes it more difficult. It's like, you know, a lot of these, you know, executive level, you, don't, you just don't have a say in it. I mean, even, at, especially, you know, when you're within the company, it's like, your CEO starts doing horrible stuff, like, both on his own and with the direction of the company. It's like, what can you do? So, yeah, I definitely have a lot of uh, empathy for the devs working tirelessly at something they're passionate about, and then the dark triad executives just kind of shitting all over their hard work. So, yeah. Mm. So, Pitchford is just... Uh, we'll, we'll have him on the list first. Go in the bag. Who next? Uh, Who, uh, I mean, as far as other CE... Yeah. Yeah, Activision. Activision yeah. CEO. Bobby yeah, Kotick. let's... Bobby Kotick. Bobby Boy. How does so Kodak? let's... Is it, is it Kodak? Kodak? I don't know. I don't know. The douchebag who runs Activision. Fair yeah. enough. As he will now be known. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about... Um, I guess, I don't know if this, this happened close to the end of last year, and it bled into the beginning of this year. With, yeah, the, the whole record year followed yes. by massive layoffs. That was this mm-hmm. year. I had to look that one up because I couldn't quite tell the yep. timeline on it. Upwards yeah. of over 800. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think 800 just at Blizzard alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, mm. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So they, rec- they, they reported record profits. In 2018, yeah. Not, yes. just, not just record, you know, it, you know kind of sales record profits yeah. that means yeah. over we made cost. all that money yeah yep but it was not projected profits so they in order to meet their bottom line and hit their projected numbers they decided to lay off 800 employees um ranging from customer service reps 
you know, things like that, like lower tier jobs. Never mind the fact that maybe as a, as an executive, you know, CEO, your decision making is what led to you not making your projected numbers. Let's yep. blame the rest of the staff on it. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. So between that assholery and um, Call of Duty's monetization mm. scheme and how they basically not not even Call of Duty Mobile. I'm strictly talking about not the newest Call of Duty, which is Modern Warfare, but the one before, which was, what was the one before? Um, I don't know. Blackout? or um, uh, Black Ops? Or no. Black, Black Ops, Ops yeah, 3. Whatever. Yeah. So the rampant and insane monetization on a AAA priced game. Mm-hmm. So between them adding loot boxes and actual well, They took them hiding, out for this year's. Well, they finally took them out, but... Um, they for a long for the longest time had not only loot boxes but they had limited time stuff you could get, and it was pay to win. On top mm. of the fact that you already paid full price for a AAA title game. Yeah. Yep. So that's the thing. It's it's gross. It's obvious, you know, cash grabs, and it just and yeah, this comes down to the leadership wanting this. Yeah. It wasn't the devs. It wasn't the devs asking for this. The devs weren't like, "Hey, we should put loot boxes in our thing." Because, no, it's it's not the devs. It's absolutely not the devs. It's the leadership asking for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So between adding the loot boxes and the pay-to-win firewall or the paywall uh, in the game, they also added season passes with more items that were paid unlock and all that. So. Um, I think that whole Call of Duty before the modern one, Modern Warfare, uh, was kind of a fucking shit show. Yep. So, uh, there's that. Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Did I miss something? I'm sure he's done more shitty things here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, this oh, well, year, we're talking about mainly just this year. That's this the year. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. is also so the, the problem with this episode is keeping it kind of. Like we can go back in time. No, that's what we did that last year. Yeah. yeah. So there's the Call of Duty Mobile uh, pay scheme, which mm. it makes a little bit more sense considering um, it is a on like a mobile game. So mm-hmm. obviously monetization is just kind of built into that. But the way they lock down certain things is super predatory. I think uh, one of the things they talked about recently was they had a special event crate where it was a one in six chance or no like one in 10 chance that you would unlock a special skin for a gun and a special skin for the character and then they had a bunch of other items like icons and other things and Mm -hmm. they had like 10 or 12 people test this out and it was they said it was a one in 10 chance and every time you open a box your chances got better for the other ones but um nine in ten of the boxes you opened were the skin for the gun and for the character always for 12 people who did it. It was always the same order and it was always the same items at the very last two loot boxes. So essentially you were paying to get through eight boxes just so you can get to the last two, which actually had the stuff that people wanted. So yeah, there was that. So, uh, yeah. Bobby, or not, not Bobby, the douchebag from Activision. Uh, yeah. I think, did we cover all of it? I'm sure there's more. There I'm is, but remember. also, at the sake of moving through, we have to keep going a little bit. 
yeah, so let's 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 throw them in the bag. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. Uh, who can I throw one in there now? Yep, you're up. All right. Well, it's only fitting I'm going to throw in this one, but let's. It's since we're on the topic of Activision, let's go on the other part and talk about Blizzard. Um. Oh man, they they built up quite a list. Like they 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 stayed on top this year with really being shitty. Um. Let's see. A couple things that stand out. If obviously, you were to give out an award, which she might do for a game of the year thing, for just like shittiest thing in gaming of the year, mm. I, this might be the winner. But that's why this episode I, exists. I think so. I'm inclined to agree with you on this one. And we're not saying one individual thing of this is the shittiest, but by their powers combined, they become Blizzard's PR disaster 2019, man. Yep. I, I, I think I may have one other competitor that might be worse, but we'll see. Um, so, let's see. With Blizzard, obviously we have the huge, you know, Blitzchung situation that happened this year. And it's yeah. crazy that that feels like it was so long ago, but it was literally a few months ago. Yeah. It was not that long ago. Yeah. So, the Blitz gun, uh, Blitzchung controversy... Um, you have obviously the firing of 800 employees from their staff, which by the way, apparently a couple of months later, they started hiring for those same positions they laid people off for. And yep. a lot of the blizzard, former blizzard employees were like, are you fucking shitting me? You guys literally laid off this position. Cause you said you were, you, there was no need for it, but now you're hiring back for it. So yeah, uh, a lot of bullshit on that one for sure. Um, this is there's, why we need unions, but go ahead. There's also the uh, Blizzard fucking over esports prize pool at mm. oh, BlizzCon yes. this year. Oh, yes. I don't think we, I don't think we covered this that I much, don't think I heard not, about not this at before now. Not no. at length. So, so please. So, I'll, I'll just I'll give you a quick recap. So, Blizzard this year uh, decided to sell two items. A uh, fireworks thing that would shoot up either the Alliance the Horde logo or... Oh, and uh, a transmogrifier that would transform you into different raid bosses from the games and things like that uh, that you could pick up. So they were each 10 bucks, and they said that... Uh, I'm going to make sure I get the wording properly here. Um, they said that 25%, I believe it was, of the, of the profits from that would go into the price pool for... Uh, for uh, was it the WoW Arena Finals or whatever, the esports part for WoW? So, because they had the Mythic Invitational, uh, the Mythic Dungeon Invitational, and they had the arena matches. So, um, essentially, you bought a toy, um, you would be contributing to that prize pool. On top of that, their wording said that uh, Blizzard would cover up to, I think it was $300,000 for the prize pool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're supposed to be matching up to a certain amount, yes. Yeah, so they're supposed to be matching up to a certain amount. So, long story short, uh, well, here we go. Uh, so it was, a, it was an implied contribution of $500,000, guaranteeing that minimum sum, um, but after the sales surpassed that quite a bit. Yeah. So the sales, I believe, got up to, uh, let's see... $2.64 million is what they raised. Um, yeah, so $2.6 million is what they raised from all the toys. And so they essentially uh, decided to 
not only pull their $500,000 base contribution and they uh they kept all the profits from the toys and so they only gave $500,000 from the sales of the toys so essentially blizzard fans completely covered the pool yep for the esports tournament they mm-hmm. never did a match they never did anything like that so yeah that was like yeah, I said, I mean, Blizzard has had a year. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and and the thing is, is like you know, and and some of them have happened this year. You know, some of the old Blizzard card have been slowly more leaving. Like, there's almost nobody left at this point of of the people. It, it does make you wonder, kind of thing. Like, it's the and this yeah. is kind of as part of the kind of Blizzard topic. I want to bring up one of the things that actually made my list, which was the fucking Blizzard community, like. If you are fucking standing for Blizzard as a company, please take a second to actually look and see how many of the people you think of as like iconic Blizzard are still actually there. Like, it's like Jeff Kaplan is kind of the last. Yeah, I mean he's mm-hmm. he's kind of the last of the people that you, you associate with. And I get with it. The- they made Overwatch and WoW and these games you have a lot of feelings for, but. Wow has been in a weird spot for years now, kind of thing. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I know it's in a good spot right now, Alex. But like following this expansion over this year with you has been, man, they do not know what their fan base likes. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I didn't even touch on the actual game designs of shit. That yeah, they're doing. Yeah. Um, obviously, <laughs> we had last year's controversy with. Uh, I was just mainly covering industry news, but Again, uh, yeah, we, we have can to talk stay about the game. To, this is all yes. part of it kind of thing. Like it's the yes. I think when you throw Blizzard at the sack, when you try to start wrestling the sack over Blizzard's bloated head at this point, you have to talk about all of it. Like it's the what has Blizzard done good this year in video games? <laughs> uh well, the announcements were the only thing that people were kind of hyped about. Sure. Like the the biggest thing is WoW Classic. A thing <laughs> that and they even, got out and there. And even then, that's dying. And it feels like it is because people are like, well, there's not much else to do. What did you expect? Well, on top of that, (laughs) like, it's this kind of passive aggressive thing. Like, you actually want WoW Classic, and people like, just fucking give it to us. And they're like, no, fine, we'll give it to you. Yep. Yeah. So let's see. Between the Azerite system being complete fucking garbage, (laughs) um, them getting rid of tier sets. Uh, they released a pretty lackluster raid. Hearthstone's been a mess. Hearthstone's mm-hmm. been a real mess. Even beyond aside the, from Blitz like, Beyond the Blitz yeah. chunk, beyond the competitive aspects of it, Hearthstone has been a mess. Oh, yeah. People have just stopped playing because there's... The thing is, like, it's reached a point where um, the ceiling or, like, there's a certain level of money you have to put in just to be able to compete in that game yeah. to get the right yes. amount of cards. The initial investment yes. is now too high. Is now too high for what's available. Yeah. Yeah. So there's A, there's that. Um, you have Heroes of the Storm that got completely fucked over by Blizzard. Oh, yeah. that's um, They, they killed were, it. They've effectively killed that game. Did yeah, that happen a, this year? I think it did. I kind of have. I guess. It, I, gosh, now I'm kind of. Mm. I think it was because it was supposed to be leading up to BlizzCon. Yeah. Or something. Let me see. Yeah, um, Heroes of the Storm shuts. Yeah, 
scaling down. Um, yeah, that was this, this year. That was this yeah. year. Okay, so I mean, they have been. There was things that happened to it last year too. But I yeah, guess like at the end of been... last year, though, like there was rumors and yeah. stuff. But the official announcement was this year. Yeah, we're like that's so true. goddamn close. Yep, just almost a year ago they talked about it. So, yep. But so. yeah, so there's there's that whole thing, and now it's pretty much in this what yeah. they call a uh, maintenance mode esque thing in a I, way. It exists. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So but, between that and the thing is though they also didn't even inform any of the professional teams. They were just Oh like, no. Yeah, they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Hi guys. We've got good news and bad news. The good news is when we, we no longer have to support Heroes of the Storm. The bad news is all of you are out of jobs. Yeah. Yep. So um Yeah, it's Blizzard, welcome to the sack. Uh, take your beatings. I Yep. Like, we we could go on and on on this one, I think too. Like I, it's like like the, the BlizzCon we're sorry speech was like, oh my I, god, th- that's like that. That's my big takeaway from this. Like at the end of all of this, you have a chance to actually apologize, and you somehow enrage people like me even more. Like previously, I'm like, I fuck you, Blizzard, but whatever. And then you do this, where it's like, we're sorry. But also, we're going to leverage the fact that we, in certain markets, love to play up how progressive we are, but then completely in other markets remove that because we don't want to be consistent because that becomes problematic. Well, my, I mean, my, my, the big thing that happened to me that was just like super, a super thumb yeah. in my eye was, was when, and when this happened at BlizzCon, so the very next day at BlizzCon, I think it was the next day, um, there's the Hearthstone Grand Champion. Uh, uh, basically went up and used her speech to talk about gender equality, yep. which was neither talking about the game and it was political. Both things that literally he said the day before were not allowed. Yep. Oh yeah, no, the she, entire fucking she, situation's and, fucked. And they even asked, and they even asked the question to allow her to do that. So they yeah. they actively supported it and and encouraged it. So. They, he, literally the next day, they showed that they are complete and total hypocrites. Just ridiculous yeah. level of hypocrisy. It's like, that's, that's just completely disingenuous. I mean, they could have at least waited two days to be complete hypocrites, but nope, not barely even a day. They just showed themselves to be complete and, le- complete and utter hypocrites when it came to the whole, oh, well, we want people only talking about the game and not in, not a, and definitely nothing about politics. But look at this easy mm. win we can rack up if we let it happen. Oh, yeah, ho, ho. Guys, yeah. guys, you're just mad Soldier 76 is gay, okay? Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Okay? It, but not gay in China, of it, course. It, he's not gay he's enough, not. in my opinion, but that's beyond the point. Yeah. So, yeah. don't worry, though. It, it's just, you know, they're building up those brownie points. Yeah, they can save up for later. They cash in the goodwill chips, which uh, do you mind if I segue that into the next one? Sure. What's the next one? E three. Mm. Oh yeah. Yummy. Do you remember a news article or a press talking about how they want to manipulate the public by building up these charity goodwill chips they so can like, cash in on? So controversy? I, I think this is like E three mm-hmm. and the ESA as a group. Like we we can't talk yes. about yeah. the other because yeah, let's, there's two parts. There's Let's E3 2019, in. which, as far as we can all tell, was a fucking hellscape. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then oh. on top of that, you have the ESA's 
uh, gaming journalist privacy information leak, that whole mm-hmm. internal memo about, like, hashing chips of goodwill to kind mm-hmm. of, like, when they fuck up in the future, cash in. Uh, you have the idea, like, let's appeal to influencers, which just yeah. isn't bad, but also it's kind of like, what's the fucking point of E3 at this point if you're gonna just go packs on us? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is also times. the same group that out like it's one of those ones where also like like the ESA got out there was publicly like we're okay with loot boxes like I, it's this has not been a good year for the ESA across the no. board of and like the it's ES- not they, go ahead sorry and it's not that anyone did anything bad to them they kept doing it to themselves like yep. oh we have this link on our website that gets you access to a shit ton of journalists private information oh how private like emails like phone numbers and home addresses oh that could be a problem yes yes it could mm. yep so how do we address this um we don't even publicly acknowledge it do we get called the fuck out on it yep yeah let's mm-hmm. go with that yeah so uh, this is the comparison i'd like to make for this the esa is to gamers as the ncaa is to professional college athletes yeah Yep. They're and looking out for the companies and the sports, not and they the, don't not give the a shit about the players. I, it, in the worst yep. way possible, the episode of South Park where um, Cartman wants to buy, is it a basketball team or a high school or a college basketball team? I don't remember which one it is. And the ongoing metaphor is it's like it's basically slavery. Like, yep. It kind of rings true here, too. Yeah. Yep. So it's fitting that, you know, that's 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 the comparison I want to make because obviously you can buy your support for the ESA, especially considering they came out for loot boxes, mm-hmm. and this bullshit strategy about planning chits of goodwill when you fuck up. No, you should do goodwill because it's a good thing to do, not because you can cash in on it later. I love that's the idea of I, I love the idea of an organization like knowing they're gonna fuck up so hard again in the future. They're like, you know, yo, we need to start doing cashing some goodwill like so when we do fuck up and we're gonna we know we're gonna we can be like remember that time we weren't assholes you guys seem to forget this is the internet the internet doesn't forget shit you can't just cash in a goodwill shit and do that unless you're blizzard and you release a bunch of new fancy looking games then people can seem to forget about blitzjung or not actually release them but like show a trailer of games that don't even look it's diablo 4 which yeah. isn't going to be coming out for probably another three years. At a minimum. Yeah. Yep. And but Overwatch 2, which could conceivably be out sooner, but it's going to be a while. Yeah. It's... So... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, please. So, yeah, between all these fun little things here, uh, nice to know that it contributed to all this bullshit, mm-hmm. is ESA. So I would say ESA goes in the bag. Um, and of course, E3 with the the lackluster kind of shows they've been putting together since they've opened up to the public. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe it sounds a bit elitist. I will say that now. Having no, been to the, having been okay, having been to E3, both as you know, public person and as like part of industry for certain events things, I it does come off like I'm saying it in elitist way. But well, I will the, tell the you right now the fact that you have legitimate gaming kind of news outlets out there talking about whether or not it's worth covering E3 the way they have previously. Like, I, it's, I, I know I reference them a bunch because they're kind of how I take a litmus test on this one. Giant Bomb, like, not the biggest, yeah. but also definitely not the smallest 
kind of outlet of gaming news out there right now yeah has had ongoing conversations about whether or not like they keep covering e3 the way they do like it's one of those ones where it's like do we just send someone down now for like two or three days and completely scrap what we've been doing because you're getting about almost everything they're doing except the interview portions of their stuff you can kind of do from anywhere like hell we've yes like we've kind of copied their format once or twice which is just talking over the press conferences because yeah you don't have to be there to watch that anymore it's mm -hmm. very easy to cover that yep <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm inclined to agree with you on that yeah so. i agree um but yeah other than that and just the way things are handled now and now that they want to go in the direction of influencers and all this mm. bullshit yeah, let's just throw them in the fucking bag now. Yep. All right, uh, Henry, have well, you contributed one? I, I, so it is well, my Charlie, turn. Charlie hasn't. Yet. It is my oh, turn, and we're actually gonna take what you just said, Alex, and transition to a weirder topic because I think the like, I want to throw in I, influencers. I want to call out now, and this is mm. the year where Copa finally was like, maybe we care about this actually. Yeah. Like, this is the year of Twitch getting in trouble for someone just realizing they can restream uh, soccer matches on Twitch and make money off of it. Like, I I know it sounds like we're envious, and we are. We fucking wish we were one of the big... We, we wish we were influencers, sure. It sounds like a lot of fun in some ways. But holy shit, this is the same year that uh, uh, Dr. Disrespect should have gone to jail, maybe? Yep. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah, what he did was actually... California law, yeah, illegal. illegal. <sighs> yeah, so there's... The guys shouldn't have a Twitch channel anymore, let alone be in talks to maybe have a TV show. Like, it's... Yeah. Th th this is th <laughs> if you've ever wondered, like, how bullshit the whole influencer thing is, look no further than this year. Like, this is the year yes. we finally learned that we may not have the Chinese version of the clout system, but we totally fucking do. And it's bullshit. And the moment someone, or the moment something actually starts kind of leveraging against that, it's amazing to see kind of how fast that stuff falls. The YouTube, Google, and by proxy YouTube's handling of the whole Copa, just throwing it back at people aspect of things, that's fucked. The fact yep. that Twitch is facing like a several million dollar lawsuit over like not even, something else. It's not the Billion. soccer. No, the, there's dollars. the soccer thing. There's other lawsuits coming out. Oh at yeah, them. oh yeah, that's right. They have other lawsuits ongoing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of shitty behavior, like I think this is the year we talked about that woman that was going around using a bot to just find any channel that covered her being an asshole. Like, yeah, that's some bullshit. Oh, yep. she's multiple controversy. That's Alinity. Yeah, she's also the one that spit vodka in the face of her cat. Sure. And uh, didn't she like throw the cat too at some point or something? She punched like... that dog. Someone punched a dog on stream too. If I'm correct, which correctly. is also illegal. Yeah. Like, yeah. animal well, cruelty is properly legal, illegal as well, so... So the dog person uh, situation, I think they actually got punished. Yeah. The shit around Alinity is that she's got connections at Twitch, so mm -hmm. she hasn't even faced a single suspension on her no, account she, no. from the whole thing. She hasn't even gotten a strike, yeah. Yeah, uh, on top of the fact that like she's upset that they called her a quote-unquote Twitch thought. Um, but there's the... Uh, yeah, the thing where she spit at her cat, which I believe was vodka. She threw Isn't it. Isn't vodka and then she like does super these... toxic for cats? Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, really not good for cats. Yeah, and not to mention, she like does these like weird yoga poses and lets her 
dog sniffer crotch on stream? I don't know if you guys saw that one recently. We're getting too in the weeds. This is just kind of the talk, the concept of influencers and how they're negatively impacting gaming at this point. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. all this stuff happens, and they double down on this, and they're just like, well, what can you do? Our hands are tied. Yeah. But if you say something that's that isn't even, quote-unquote, the N-word, but something that kind of maybe sounded like it, close that fucking channel down if you're yeah. not a big game. That yeah. was the thing. Because the guy said something like cherry or some sort of weird, dumb word, and they thought it was the N-word, and they proceeded to shut down his channel permanently? Yeah. But well, hey, if you're connected with Twitch, not a problem. Yep. Yeah, and this is, it's, it's, it's a thing, like, they've been so, they're purpose, very purposely vague in a lot of their, you know, bylaws and, you know, regulations or whatever, you know, rules for, you know, whenever you sign up to Twitch. Yep. And and they've obviously been super revealed over many years of being playing favorites and being totally inconsistent in enforcement of literally everything. From absolutely, you know, and that definitely applies to you know the influencers that are either in good with them or just making them tons of money. And while other people you know that don't have necessarily as much of a platform find themselves in trouble all the time. And have to really watch the what they do. The fact that you have influencers out there attacking, like, and I have to throw kind of the air quotes on it because it's, it's journalism with a bit of an italicized slant to it. Like, gaming journalism is what it is. It's very opinion. It's it's very opinion based because it's how it has to work. There's no facts. Yeah, it's, it's similar to movie journalism. Yeah, you know. but the fact that we have influencers out there actively attacking the established game journalism sites and game yes. journalists because they had the audacity to kind of point out that they were wrong like fuck is this the year of the nintendo stealing controversy where that guy just like straight up jacked someone else's youtube channel stuff mm. that happened this year um i don't remember to be honest yeah it's hard to keep I track of all of it this it, year all this bullshit just seems to blend in now like mm -hmm. it's just yeah i mean yeah i think and i think your original point is absolutely worth is is worth repeating is that the influencers among other things they're poisoning, they're definitely poisoning, or at least even revealing and making things worse, the video game community and the relationships between journalists, develop and developers, and gamers. And it's just kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's being revealed more than ever this year, I think. It's not like it hasn't been there, it's just now it's more visible. Well, it's one of things where I think it's like there's more at stake all of a sudden. Like, the line... It, it's, I'm gonna sound dramatic. It's like the lines of this shit are starting to get drawn more and more. Where like, It's like, in the Destiny community, fuck Datto. He needs to shut the fuck up about kind of problems with the video game at this point. Like, it's the... <laughs> I, I get it, you're trying to make money off a video game, and I respect that you're successfully doing that, but at the same time, stop making our game worse because... You can't churn out eight hours of content a day, seven days a week. It's a video game. Most of us are quite happy. Mm -hmm. Stop whipping a bunch of people up into a frenzy. Like, I stopped going to the Destiny subreddit because it's just this toxic nightmare of people squealing and whining about increasingly minute, detailed things where it's like, man, do none of you do anything but, like, do you even play the game anymore? Because... The amount of YouTubers you are all following that complain about this exact same thing that affects them, but not the general public that plays this game. Do you have time to play the game anymore, dude? 
Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I guess it's the problem of, you know, to a certain extent, people, they, they put all, they go all in on this stuff. Like, like they, they put a, a lot of emotional investment into a game, but, and somehow, because of that, think that they are owed a certain amount of thing in return. And I think, and yeah, I think this is the year where a lot of people have kind of, the phrase I've always used is the gaming YouTube relationship has always existed kind of as like on a razor's edge because yes. we'd like to admit to it or not based on how the rules are written and kind of how certain rulings have come down let's play channels and all that stuff only exists because publishers and developers think it's fine yes if you start pissing off on that relationship enough it's gonna change and once enough of it changes, it's all gonna go away kind of thing. And I'm not saying like that's yeah. like a bad thing at this point. Like, God knows, us Fortnite channels out there wouldn't be the worst thing, but at the same time, I, you're doing nothing except making YouTube videos. And I get, love you put time and effort into that, but also, I've seen some of these YouTube videos. Not high effort. You yeah, just, some of them a, aren't. I mean, some of yeah. them are, you can tell that a lot of editing and a lot of post-production work went into it as well, as well as pre-production. But some of them are just like, this is just me, this is fast cuts of me yelling about a thing. Worse, it's just like, I have some stock footage and I'm talking over it, I'm not doing, that's like, it's yes. just background footage. It's basically like a 15 minute podcast, except if you put up a 15 minute podcast once a, like once a day, you look like a fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's some manifesto territory. Yeah, I mean, it, in a certain sense, it's like, just this, you know, the time we spend on this podcast is more than enough kind of hours talking about video games that I need. And it's as I need problematic enough as it is. Like, yeah, <laughs> the Internet does not need another group of angry dudes that are angry about video games like it just doesn't. But here we are doing this. and We thank you for listening. But yeah. at the same time, fuck us. <laughs> We're part of the problem. Yeah. Does that mean we're going in the bag? We are. I have us on here. As, as tradition, every year, we're on the list. Oh, yeah. Okay. Climbing in the bag. <laughs> Climbing in the bag early this year. Yeah. yeah. It's roomy in here because there's space for other things. Uh, let's move on to the next one because I can kind of wax meanderingly on this one for a sense. Okay. I got another one, though. We can, we can burn through a couple of my quick ones quick if we want. Great. THQ Nordic for that whole 8chan debacle. Oh. Oh, oh that's right. THQ Nordic, I want to like you. I love that you're making Darksiders games again. But why the fuck did you do a Q&A on 8chan? Who? Who? Like, and it wasn't How like... How did this happen? I mean, it, it was... It wasn't like one person's bad judgment. This had to pass through many different people and many An layers. entire... PR department was like, fine, this is fine. This is great. No one, this is an amazing idea. This is, at, this is such at a... At minimum, no one thought to Google what the fuck is 8chan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I can definitely understand if somebody doesn't know what 8chan is. I, I can understand that. There's but no way of actually did, knowing what 8chan had is. had to have, to have suggested it in the first place. Or, you know... Like, there had to be somebody familiar no, with and, it. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, in the most innocent world, someone from 8chan goes like, Hey, 
hey, wouldn't it be cool if you did a Q&A on this platform and everyone at the company goes, that sounds great, and never looks up what the fuck 8chan is. I don't think that's what happened, but, like, again, the fact that you cannot get to 8chan from Google should have been your early warning on this one. Yeah, it's the not fact that... It's hard to get to 8chan. It's a dark web put, thing. It's, 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 it's gray web at the worst, really. Like, it's not, like... There's no special browser required to reach it like other no, parts but, of the dark No, but it's net. not. It's not normal. Yeah, it's but... yeah. You, you have to type in the word "hchan" into your browser, kind of thing. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. It is a yeah. I, and the thing is, like I said, so multiple people had to sign off on this and say this is a good idea that I'm. Uh, I either a did not research or b know what it is, and I'm yeah, but I'm not really at uh, its most innocent. It is a it is a baffling gross, fuck up. gross incompetence. Yeah. And yeah. It, I mean that's it is most innocent. It's gross incompetence. Yeah, and none of us believe it's at that's most innocent kind of thing. Like no, it's, yeah. no. I think they honestly thought that it would be a good get us in the news or you know like you know uh, you know controversies. We want a controversy too, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if this is the controversy you want, because, I mean, all right, so there's a controversy of, I don't know, uh, you know, a controversy that could surround, you know, like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a controversy that would be kind of light, you know, it's like, oh, we're only going to offer this product in two colors, you know, or a controversy that's about a website that includes awful like just, I don't think you would. Exit, I think qualifies as a light controversy. Okay. Yes. 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 That's that's not as much of a. That's a lighter controversy. THQ Nordic. I don't think you wanted the level of eight chan controversy. That's that was bad idea because I think that's honestly what a few of them thought. To be like, like I said, I I agree. I don't think it was entirely innocent. I think there are some people thinking, oh yeah, let's let's make some controversy. Not you didn't want this. You didn't want this. But uh, wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyone got what they want to say, or I can throw another one in the bed. I can throw. I can. I can offer another one up for our um vulture-like uh, I have dissection. One, but it's a bigger one, and I'd rather save it for later. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's do it now. Like, fuck it. We've done. A, we've done a nice, soft, fluffy one. Let's okay. do another big um, one. All right, well, let's talk about the, the, the journey that has been Fallout 76. Oh. I think this is the first item we've ever had that has shown up in this prominent manner on two Krampus casts, because we definitely yeah. talked about it last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, because it got better. It got better. Yeah. yeah it makes, I, it it makes it better. I mean, it turned into a bigger no, and, and to, to Alex's point, if you'd asked me at the end of last year's Krampus cast, hey, do you think they're going to find a way to make Fallout 76 more worthy of being shit on? I'd been like, eh, maybe, but probably not. And no, Todd Howard found a way. Yeah. yeah well well done. Spark of genius. Now that we're done being vague, I, I believe we're talking about the fact that those helmets grew mold, the paid <laughs> subscriptions, the fact the game keeps fucking breaking. Like, yes. this is a game that inspired organic hunting of the rich inside of itself. It's like, <laughs> oh, the, the, last, the last update broke people's armor and weapons. 
and would reduce your defense if you if you reloaded your weapon. Yeah, that's there was that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just the more re- that's just I just mentioned that because that's the recent thing. But it's like, yeah, oh, it's such an ongoing dumpster fire. It's just like here's a little more kindling, yep. kind- kindling made out of rotten eggs mixed with uh, orange peels. Yeah. Not to mention there was also the, uh, I think this has happened close to the end of last year, but they released the Fallout 76 uh, rum, mm. Nuka-Cola Dark or whatever they called it, whatever, mm. but it, it was a whole controversy behind that because people pre-ordered it, mm-hmm. thinking it was going to be a glass bottle with the rum in it, mm-hmm. and it turns out they have a regular glass bottle encased in a 3D printed rocket ship that goes over it that you can't remove without breaking it potentially, and mm. The way it's designed makes the rum spill in all fucking directions when you get <laughs> <it> out. <laughs> and uh, the rum is garbage. Oh, yes, of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. So between that, between adding a yearly subscription to a plan on a game that was a full title release game, mm-hmm. that wasn't originally a subscription kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, yeah. It's fucking weird. There's the, the store. Fallout They're, first. They, yeah. yeah. Do they have their loot boxes? Do they have loot boxes in that game? I don't know. Um, no, but they still have that atom currency. I don't think they ever yeah, technically yeah. have loot well, boxes. Well, they have the, the store currency, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Um, and also Fallout first. Yeah. They also, re- for Fallout first, which, by the way, I love the fact that they didn't buy the website properly. So yeah. So somebody else bought the website and completely uh-huh. shit on it. Uh-huh. Fucking great. Now, that's, uh, that is worthy of applause. That is. Well, well, just, well played. It's, <laughs> it's just worthy of applause for their absolute fucking incompetence. Yeah, which is which is reflected in their game. So it's no surprise they fucked that up. Yeah. Um, gosh, what else? Um, I think it's just a continual kind of gouging of their people for all that. Even the if, Fallout First stuff. Was to perfect. make you feel better, the Fallout First website is still fucked. Oh yeah. It's. Yeah. It, well, they just don't give a shit. <laughs> and it's just. The, uh, and I feel bad for the people who give who who are trying so hard, you know, on the role playing servers, especially that they're they're really really trying to have fun with this game, and it's it's like it's like Bethesda doesn't want them to have fun with the game. They're like, oh, people are actually trying to have fun with our broken toy. Let's break Not it on harder. Our watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, and I just want to touch on the organic hunting of the rich thing that Charlie brought up. <laughs> so, so when you get when you buy Fallout First, you get a special icon next to your name to show that you're a Fallout First subscriber, mm-hmm. which is basically may put a target on you. And yep. so everyone else in the game specifically goes out of their way to kill you. Yep. Which is just so perfect. It's... Yeah, like, I, I can't think of another game that is essentially inspired, like. I, again, not because people are going to be dicks, but, like, out of anger and frustration, literal well, uh, in-game manhunts. Uh, and not just manhunts, it's like, I, I, we're seeing a, uh, you know, proletariat bourgeoisie manhunt. Yeah, <laughs> we're literally seeing Hunting of the Rich in a video game. That's, uh, it, there's a certain poetic justice in that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Fallout 76. Keep on trucking. Yes, indeed. So, you want to make another prediction about Fallout 76? You think 
What do you what, for next year? Think they're going to make it worse? Almost, I, I think if we're still talking about Fallout 76 in 2020, which I believe we will be, because I believe there's a straight up single player mode coming, like actually single player mode. And remember, we still don't have NPCs in that game. Nope. Yep. Like, what if we somehow live in a world we spend two years publicly testing a video game just to somehow get a just as bad as all other Bethesda open world <laughs> game at the end? <laughs> like, what, what if we find ourselves living in that world? Like, what if that is 2020? We're like, Fallout 76 goes offline and becomes single player only, and we realize that like Bethesda games are so inherently broken that even if you have teams of thousands of beta testers testing it for two years, you still can't make them not fucking train wrecks. Mm. So yeah, I think I think this year, let's just go with the apparently safer bet that. Fallout 76 is going to find something big and new to be terrible about. Uh, no, they're back next year. I- I'm willing to call that now. Like, if they are not back next year, I will be surprised. Yeah. You just can't put out this type of dumpster fire. It's going to burn itself out. Yeah. yeah. Like, and-, and even if they have an amazing year, we're still going to be here talking about the fact that it took them three fucking years to get there. Yep. All right, what next? All right, so I got I got two. I got a lighter one and I got a big one. So let's what, do a light what, one quickly. Okay, so video game fashion. Now I'm not talking about the uh, what, <laughs> necessarily what things are wearing in game, though it though it does stretch about to that a bit. So, but the the combination of companies making deals with fashion, you know, vi- fashion companies. I will hear no slander on this podcast said of the Puma gaming sock. It has three configurations, goddammit. <laughs> None of them involve going around your dick. Yeah. I'd like to point out the fact that if, you're, if your socks have three configurations, we're really making too much out of something. Yeah. My sock has two functionalities. On my foot, off my foot. Well, that's a third it one. We're not going to go into it here. Oh, no. All right, so... Um, this so- is a puppet, you weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the ones that happened was a Moschino and The Sims. There was a line of clothing for that was based on somehow based on Sims clothing, which is weird considering that Sims stuff is you know Sims of of what you normal, know that iconic wear. Sims fashion. That's just kind of like bootleg versions of normal ass clothing. Yeah, or insane it's... outfits. And and if you're not familiar with, I'm probably not even saying about Moschino. It's it's a high that's a high end brand, like a super high end brand, expensive brand. And this this is a theme, and they're horrible. They are ugly. Look them up if you want to. They are absolutely like, wow, oh, oh, ow, uh, bleh, bleh. yeah. So and that's and that's also a theme. So, uh, we also, well, we covered this just last, this one just last week. That's the, uh, League of Legends plus Louis Vuitton, which, oh, oh, just a mixture of everything I hate about high fashion. Just things that look horribly uncomfortable, things that look like horribly overpriced versions of stuff that's cheap, like a, like my, my favorite slash least favorite thing being the iron-on shirts, you know. That's obviously just looks like 
it looks like just, yeah, like, I printed something out and, like, ironed it on my shirt. And and then they're going to charge over 400 bucks for that. Um, yeah. As well as shoes that look like they just hurt. They, they just look bad and hurt. And just, like, it, it just the color, it, everything is terrible. Everything about him is terrible. We're not here to critique fashion exactly, but the idea of why the fuck do we keep doing this? Um, we got Ninja plus Adidas came out this week. They're Ninja. ass-looking shoes. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, they're they're absolutely a, a to- horrible. I mean, it, what makes what makes anybody think that video game video games have any sense of fashion that should be copied in any way? Ugh. It, it, but it, I mean, it's obviously they're just trying to cash in on obviously you know the whales that exist in video gaming that will. Drop two thousand. Hey, if you really for... cared about Fortnite, you'd wear ninja shoes. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> they make you better at Fortnite. We all know that. Um, you know, we've got very. I mean, Pokemon has been on a lot of fashions. I mean, it's quite a few. I mean, that's too many for me to actually list here. I mean, but it's just yeah. This year we've been seeing like high, like high end brands teaming up with games and producing. Hmm. Yeah, stuff I could see very horrible, tacky gamers wearing. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so y'all go in the bag, too. Both, both, both parties. Both the, well, no, I'll say three parties here. The video game companies. concept in there, yeah. Yeah, the video game companies, plus the fashion designers, plus anybody willing to buy that garbage. So yeah. you all, you all go in the bag. And did I miss anything that you guys remember that was uh, some fashion video I, game team-ups? I just kind of start droning out whenever we start talking about this. Not because it's boring, because my brain's just like, this shouldn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> We're a community that has to yell at people to bathe regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't put a fucking Louis Vuitton on a Smash Bros. player. Yeah. Uh. I don't want to know what that's like. That's... Fuck, this is the same year that brought us, like, the fucking bathwater joke and Alex's oh, no. uh, horrific gamer t-shirts. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Still working on my line. Still working on it. Oh, yeah, that, 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 and that kind of, we can throw that one in the bag along with the, you know, the influencers ruining everything, so. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. Bathwater? Yeah, let's throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, I got one I want to bring up just to hurt Alex a little bit. Sure. Game of Thrones. I I was gonna bring that up, but I'm glad you did. I know it's not gaming related, but man, fuck Game of Thrones season. To hear about enough on gaming websites, it's gaming related. Yeah, uh, fuck Game of Thrones season eight. Yes, please throw that in there. Kick it a few times. Yeah, so bitter about it. Still, I'm still bitter about it. I'm super bitter about it. Oh. Did you know I watched the Emmys just to watch them lose? <laughs> I never, I never watch the fucking Emmys because I don't really give a shit about that stuff that much. Yeah. I'll watch like the, the highlights of like Ricky Gervais talking shit about people there. Mm-hmm. But I don't watch that fucking show. Oh, that is some me level this shit. Year? Watching something just to watch someone. <laughs> this, <pay. laughs> this year, I solely watch for the purpose of seeing Game of Thrones lose. 
And man, did they fucking deliver. I'm just picturing you in like a, a dark room, like no lights, just like in your underwear, just like gripping the edges of a chair or something, just murder eyes at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> in the background to the intro to, um, uh, um, not, uh, this is one song by Bannock and Prince and now know that just, it's, it's this rolling heavy drum beat over and over. It's just like, just in the background of Alex's <laughs> while Game of Thrones is like, the entire Emmys is just like, you can't even hear it. It's just like, it's waiting for Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. No, that's. I, and I'm so glad. You know, I cheered when they fucking lost. I don't even know. I don't even know who won. I just know they lost. <laughs> uh. this, like, if you, were, I, I would have to Google to find out who won, what the writing, who got writing awards and stuff like that. I don't even know who won, but I know for a fucking fact they lost, <laughs> and that means way more to me than anything else right now. <laughs> Fuck Game of Thrones season eight. Fuck D and D, not the game. The fucking producers, the showrunners for that show. Yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, it makes me so happy they got removed from this future Star Wars projects. Mm-hmm. Now, if we can only get them removed from a Netflix deal they have, then they would be fucking perfect. Yep. Oh, the hatred runs deep. It runs real fucking deep. And you know what? I just pull up the Free Folk subreddit, and right now there is a post about Vladimir Frudo Furdick. The Night King was the sword fighting master for the Witcher series. So let that wasted potential sink in. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that one. So. Mm-hmm. Well done mm-hmm. at being awful. Get in the bag. Yep. Do, 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 do. Get in the bag now. Get in the bag now. You're a shit show. You're a shit show. You're a shit show. I just mm-hmm. want to go back in time and, like, Place a bunch of bets at like go to Vegas and be like, I want to I want to put some money down that people will hate Game of Thrones at the end, and they'd be like, okay, that's an oddly specific bet, and I'd be like, I know, I want to put all of my money on it. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> and uh, I mean, this and this was one time where it's like very le- I think pretty legitimate. Why the why people should be very unhappy with the last season, and we will agree it's... to disagree on that one. But yes, I mean, no, I mean, I'm glad it finished. And, you know, yeah. we've already mentioned that, but I think it's legitimate criticism we have here of why that the season is was just awful. When, but yeah, and we kind of know some of the reasons why, but it's just, no. uh, I mean, I, I, you know, th- we're all. You know, all three of us, we are people who watched it all. You know, watched every single season, every single Oh, episode. I watched season eight laughing all the way to the bank, though. Like, that's the thing. It was just me being like, oh my god, they're gonna give me my special miracle of everyone hating Game of Thrones. <laughs> this uh, is going, this is the greatest Machiavellian twist ever. <laughs> it really is. They were the villains, the showrunners were the true villains all I, along. Mm-hmm. Our expectations were definitely subverted. Yes. yes. So. <sighs> Fuck D&D. You want to yeah. talk about Dexit quickly? Sure. So this one's on my list to add into the, to shove into the sack, and this is going to be kind of a complicated one, because on one hand, yeah, fuck Game Freak a little bit for 
cutting down the Pokedex, but at the same time, who the fuck cares? They make the video game, they made a decision, like, I, I, I get the outrage around it, but also, fuck everyone who made Dexit into a thing and kept it perpetuated and then still somehow wound up owning a fucking Pokemon game. Mm. I, like, this is a full year of me being mad at gamers across the board, where it's <laughs> like, we're gonna, we're gonna protest this! But everyone's playing Pokemon, I guess I'll buy it still, but I'm still mad at it! It's like, fuck you! Don't spend all this time being outraged and then, like, just cave at the moment adversity hits you on this. Like, oh, I'm missing out. Guess I should play it and buy it. I'm gonna buy both copies of it so I can have the complete collection. This isn't that bad, actually. Yeah, I spent the last month leading up to its release railing hard against this entire thing as a franchise, but it's yep. still bad. Yep. It's all the fucking gaming circle jerk stuff. Like, Fortnite bad. Why is Fortnite bad? Well, it's bad. Because you don't like it? Yeah, and it's bad. No, people play a lot of it. Like, it's it's okay, at least at a minimum. No, Just it's because bad. you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad, and too many yeah. people can't differentiate the two. There's yep. plenty of things that I know are fine and decent that I just don't like. It's like, all right, I don't listen to country music. I don't. I don't no, just, country I music don't, is legitimately bad. But I, I don't think that there's like you know not good musicians playing it and some good singers in there. But I just don't like it. And but that doesn't mean it's like automatically bad. It's bad for me. But I mean, it's I could yeah. It's just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, no, this is very true. I'm not a huge fan of country music either, but I have to say, like, I there there are some def like I'm not a huge fan of um what's her name uh she's the daughter of Aki Breaky Heart, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, not a huge fan of like all her pop stuff, but when she does some country, it's really fucking good. Like, she's actually a talented singer. Oh, yeah, I've heard her sing Jolene, which is, uh, that was actually a really good cover of that. And It was. But yeah. but in general, I don't really like country, but it doesn't mean that country is bad. It just, I don't like it. That's all that means. Yeah. It's a so. child's perspective that things are bad if you don't like them. But Epic Store bad. Yeah, so fuck anyone. Anyway. <laughs> I know we had an ongoing joke, and Alex, you may feel personally attacked right now, and I'm not going to apologize for that, because if you actually feel personally attacked, fuck you on this one. Anyone who bought into this whole Epic Store bad thing, go throw yourself off a goddamn cliff. You know, and into the sack. I am into the sack. Yep. Epic Store bad. I <laughs> understand. Yep. <sighs> And while, you know, even I was, like, to a certain extent, like, ah, you know, exclusives, but ultimately I was like, I also don't care. Like, when it came down to, you know, any sort of exclusivity, it's like, well, whatever, I'll just have Epic, I already have the Epic store, I already have the Epic uh, app on my computer, so it's like... They spent all year giving out fantastic games. For free. Oh, I have, free. A, I have a wonderful collection of free games yeah. on my Epic, Epic, Epic store account. Or my epic account in general, so it's like, yeah, and, and the number of people that like made a show of being like, I bought this game. They're giving away on Epic for free on Steam because fuck Epic. It's like, okay, what the hell is wrong with you? It's like, okay, sure, why? 
Enjoy your bribery good shits that they're cashing in on you now that they can use later. <laughs> That's all it is. Bribery. Enjoy your quote-unquote free games. Epic Store bad. <laughs> and with that, I'll get I'm in the sack beat now. Alex with the sack now. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and climb in the sack now. <laughs> yep. <sighs> I don't see. I don't foresee gamers getting fixed anytime soon. No matter how much we beat them with sticks, but yep. air's calling out every year. Yep, yep. Gamers got, bad. I got a couple more if we want to burn through a couple ones quickly yeah, again. Sure, let's burn through them. Sure. Uh, Google Stadia. Both because oh. Stadia kind of sucks, but also for every fucking person like me that circle jerked on that hate train before it even came out, like. Is it good? No. Was I way too excited about it failing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And fuck me a little bit for that. Like, at least I'm self-aware enough to be like, oh, fuck you, Charlie. You're just as bad as a bunch of other people out there. Like, don't get me wrong. It deserves everything bad I've said about it since it came out. But also, we shouldn't have been that like, oh my god, it's gonna fail. I'm gonna slow stroke it till I finally come all over how fucking much it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And we were like that for months. Absolutely. I'm like, I want this thing to die so hard. I want people to buy it, myself included, and then be angry about how they bought it. Yeah. That's not healthy at all. That's all I got on that one. That's definitely sack worthy. <laughs> all right. Um, do we want to break o- open another big one? Which one? Uh, about China. Oh sure. Oh yeah. All right. So this is this is a. I, we're gonna have to open the mouth of the sack a bit wider because this is all of the companies that bowed to the Communist Party of China, like little bitches. So well, uh, obviously, Blitzchung was a part of that whole controversy with so. Bowl. So Blizzard definitely like got well known for that. For and we've talked about Blizzard, so we don't need to go back into that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We don't need to repeat that. But you know, for. Uh, you know, uh, essentially what they did and the fact that they still have not owned up to it. And they still deny it. At, even right now, the last things that they've said still completely deny, even in, like, recent interviews and stuff, they still deny that they completely bowed down and kissed the feet of the Communist Party of China, who have been continue to crack down and have done some pretty awful stuff uh, just in Hong Kong. And so, yeah, there's multiple companies out. There's a there's a nice listing of companies that have have sort of bent over and and bowed down and kissed the feet of of the Communist Party of China, who are engaging in horrible human rights abuses, both in Hong Kong and in and in uh, Tibet and in the Uyghur uh, to the Uyghurs, the uh, the uh, minority that are uh, 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 ethnic minority that are uh, largely Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so that's, there's a lot of companies, the NBA got, you know, they got, you know, they got kind of known for that, you know, and people weighed in stupidly like LeBron James, who apparently didn't do his homework on the human rights abuses that China's engaging in right now. Um, so that was And you may be asking, why is this in a gaming podcast for outrage? Because it was a fucking shit ton of gaming companies. Like, hell, Steam delisted that um, Taiwanese horror game. Yep. And yeah. still, and, uh, yeah. Still and, unlisted. 
Yep, still enlisted, and the yeah, I mean the company, yeah, they they went all out and decided to there again kiss the feet of the Communist Party of China. So yeah, that it's like come on, I mean it's it would be it'd be one thing if it was just Chinese companies doing that. I mean it's like yeah, it's in China. We've come expect- to expect it. But mm-hmm. this is uh, this is specifically mostly like American companies that are doing this, but not only American companies. I'll add an, another one that gets to go into the bag, and this is news from this week. Is so earlier uh, last week actually uh, a a Arsenal player, one of their actually one of their best players, is it Ozil? Ozil? Uh, I I always screw up his pronunciation of his name. Turkish player. Um, uh, or, or Turkish, yeah, uh, and Muslim, and he was speak. He decided to speak out about the abuse of the Uyghur minority in China. The you know the re-edu- supposedly re-education camps, the concentration camps that they have, as well as the organ harvesting that has been happening to to the Uyghurs. And he decided to speak out against it. So in retaliation, China, China removed the Chinese government removed. That it stopped broadcasting that game, the Arsenal games, and now it bleeds over into video games because now uh, Pro Evolution Soccer in China no longer has that player as a part of Arsenal. He's been removed from the game. <laughs> Damn. So yeah. So that's Konami. Konami makes. Uh, so we haven't. Konami's been kind of bleh, anyway. So there's Konami gets going to the sack for this reason now because yeah they removed him from the game so it's like wow wow really huh <sighs> and, and it's be- also- go ahead sorry and i'm like and it was because he was speaking out about literally no you know, this wasn't rumors he's talking about he's talking about things that are literally happening and yeah and the pro evo decided to censor him and that's <sighs> There again, you go into the sack too, Konami, for this reason. There's other reasons you should pro- you could probably go in the sack, but you definitely, I'm going to kick you in the face and push you down to that sack for this one. So what are you about to say, Alex? I was going to say, can I also just remind people that China is fucking over these companies that are bending over backwards anyway, because they recently passed rules about time limits for gaming for children and how much they can spend on those games in, like, purchases. So mm-hmm. they're not even able to really take advantage of that market because that market's already getting fucking handicapped to begin with. Yep. Like, what are you bending over backwards for? Yeah, I mean, the other you know fact is you know there's still a tiny, tiny amount of of like even like Blizzard sales, only one fraction of even. All right, so all Asia is like eleven percent of their sales, and China's is a small fraction of that because Korea, South Korea, as tidy as that country is. Has they get more income from South Korea than they do from China, so I mean, yeah. they're, they're not even doing it for a lot of money. They are bending over backwards, and the Communist Party of China is known for being capricious, like extremely capricious. They will they will remove you for like I said for any reason. Like they just stop. They literally just stop broadcasting Arsenal games. They're just like, nope, goodbye. It's like that's how uh, you're 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 groveling at the feet of a authoritarian regime who who there is no guarantee that even with you groveling that hard that they will care about you or you, you know, cater to you at all because they don't really care about you 
they're building their own versions of the of the stuff that you you think you're going to be selling there. Ha ha! They're just copying your stuff. You know that's the thing. Um, and this is all right. So little known fact. So companies like Tencent, some of these companies that are like kind of people are partner partnering with so that they can do business in China, are staffed like among their kind of main executives and you know board of advisors and stuff are people from the Communist Party of China, politicians. So that's there, there's a there's a real big bleeding of you know the politics over into these companies because there are these people are at the heads of these companies and that's why there that's why that Tencent and NetEase will immediately echo anything that the Communist Party of China has said because they literally have people running these companies so yeah that's not that's not well known but it is but it is a fact and that's that's how kind of like i said that's why some of these things are happening the way they're happening because they aren't just getting like these companies aren't getting pressured so much by the government they're run by people from the government so that's why it's the you know, like netties was so quick to put out an official statement on their weibo account that that was written by a politician that's a part of weibo or not i mean not weibo part of netties so i mean there's there's a whole list of companies that have been you know completely bowing the pressure i mean that have said that they will they will in fact uh uh they will uh censor any any statements about china uh, uh i'm going to actually if you go to gamers for freedom or if you just look it up and you, but it's like gamersforfreedom.com there's a nice listing there of of and i'll go i'll i'll m- mention a few of them as well as like some of the things that have happened but yeah there's a there's a listing there of some of the companies that have uh well already said they will censor um yeah it'd be actually a much smaller list to say the ones that won't censor <laughs> all right so yeah. all right uh epic bad but epic also said that even though they're part owned by largely owned by Tencent the controlling share Tim Sweeney still has a controlling share and he said yeah, we won't censor people. You know, we'll see. We can see how that rolls out, but because he has controlling shares, he can say that and he can enforce it. So, um, immutable. Who are the who run God's God's Unchained? Which you know, I've mentioned several times before. They've said they won't censor. Bohemia Interactive Interactive said they won't censor. Um, Wizards of the Coast have already been tested on that one. Like they had a uh, they had a recent grand you know a grand champion winner who made basically made both a visual and an actual state and a vocal statement in support of the hong kong protests and they're just like okay (laughs) they didn't do anything (laughs) yeah so i mean but yeah like there's there's been a whole lot of game companies that have completely continually bow down to pressure from the communist party of china which, as you mentioned, might all be seriously for nothing because, as I said, they will just revoke your ability to do business there on a whim because they can. They don't care. They're making plenty of money as it is. They don't, I mean, they'll just immediately like, all right, you won't do business here anymore. And that's it. Too bad. All the groveling you did was for nothing. But yeah, it's, I don't know, it's... So many companies did this, and it's just really frustrating because, I mean, it's 
that all these people are doing is speaking about actual horrible human rights abuses. It just, uh, it just, and also, all right. So along with them, all the gamers who, you know, I'm not talking about the gamers who are just kind of quiet or kind of wanting to sit this one out. I'm talking about the ones who are vocally supporting Blizzard and other companies and vocally saying at that at the same oh, time the groups out there saying like keep politics out of video games, man. Yeah. All right. So that's that's a whole topic in itself. Let well, let's talk, tackle that one immediately next because that is super related. But yeah, all the player, all the people, they're like, oh no, they should they have the right to censor about this thing, even though we're already showing ourselves to be hypocrites. As you know, as Allard wears a pride pin while making this speech about no politics in games. Hmm. So yeah, but the uh, the people who endlessly stand. For these companies, why do you hate democracy? Why do you hate human rights? That's all I have to say. And it's not like, again, it's not like I'm asking you to make a stand and stop eating or breathing. I'm asking you to make a stand and maybe, at minimally, say that, hey, I condemn the actions of this company. I condemn the actions of Blizzard. You know, you can't even bring yourselves to say that and stand up for human rights. That's a low bar, and you guys managed to trip over that one. So, y'all go in the bag, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, that's, like I said, there's a lot of companies, and this, I mean, uh, it, I don't even want to go through the laundry list of companies. Let's just say it was way shorter to bring up the ones that said that they wouldn't censor or are, have already been proven. Um, oh, yeah, the, uh, another in the list is... Uh, 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 what's his name? The former Blizzard employee who has a name, Chris Kern? Matt, I don't remember his name now. Uh, one? Um, uh, he, he's a former former Blizzard employee who's kind of come out and said that his new company also won't censor. I, I, he, he was kind of, he was a, he was a gamer gator too, so it's like, yeah, I don't like him, but at least he also said I will also not censor mm. uh, for that. But in any case, um, yeah. So, but yeah, let's 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 roll this on to gamers who are like, no, I don't want politics in my games. So, Charlie, you want to take off on that one a little bit? Uh, a growing kind of thing this year has <laughs> been gamers that are like, obviously playing a highly political game kind of thing. Like, it's I, I we always I always go back to the fact that Division Two takes place in fucking Washington D.C. Yeah, and if you are by simply doing that, you are saying something political. Yes, whether you intend to or not, that decision is by its very nature political. Call of Duty, and to, it's yeah, like, all of Call of Duty is inherently kind of political, just given what it's technically about. It's especially some of the newer ones. Yeah, the most recent one, especially. But mm -hmm. you've had a bunch of companies out there saying our games are apolitical or whatever, and trying to remain neutral and. I understand that. They're trying to sell stuff. It's fucking spineless. I don't agree with it, but I get Like, it. Bobby Kotick recently came out and said that. Because, of course, yeah. he did. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm saying I get it. I don't respect it kind of thing. Like, it's the, I understand where they're coming from. Don't agree with it. Blah, blah, blah. It is the, there is a growing group of the gaming community, of the game consuming community that just wants to be able to sit down and play video games. Again, I get that. I really do. I am probably... I'm gonna say that that's technically that's, part that's, of that's, it. That's that's half true, maybe. But yeah. 
and I, and I'll but go ahead and explain and I'll, and I'll kind of ex- say why I think that's not entirely honest but well th- but there's a growing group of people that don't want games to change essentially I'm not talking like get better I'm saying they don't want female protagonists they don't yep. want they don't want kind of non-white characters they they basically kind of want a status quo and they want to feel as though they are the only group representing these video games. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and that's what I was kind of getting to. It's not entirely well, and, honest. I think that they want it they, without so, politics. And, 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 they want it with their politics. Is really yeah. what they're saying. And they are quick to label anything that's different as politics. Like it's not yes. politics if it's what they want, but then if it's something like as innocuous as a female protagonist or a black protagonist or God forbid a black female protagonist. It's up in arms, like oh, they're forcing gender and cultural diversity on us, and rah, 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 rah. they're like, oh, it's pandering, or oh, it's it's they just have all these yeah. dumb things to say, and and it like I said, it's you know the idea that oh, we just want to play our games, that's dishonest. No, you just want your politi- politics in games, and you don't like it to see politics you don't agree with in games. That's mm-hmm. really what you're whining about. You're whining about the fact that the world isn't you. That the entirety of the world isn't you and your beliefs and what and who you are, and that's really what they're complaining about. And it's a misuse of the phrase "I don't want politics in games." Like it's mm-hmm. it's intentionally misleading, and I'm just yes. so I'm not even sick. I'm just bored with it. It's one of those yes. ones where it's kind of the it's the overly active vocal minority that's like, ah, I'm like, these are fine. I don't yeah. care. Control was a cool game. The fact you have to play with this badass woman. That was cool. She seems cool. That's all she I care about. Like video a cool game character. I mean, it's just, yeah. I just like the way she's written and the way she re- is reacting to a really weird situation. Or better than I was that brought, situation. How she got brought into the building, why she's there in the first place is even interesting. But I, I don't want to yeah. give anything away because it's so worth mm. playing. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, politics and, you know, to act like. You know, that's art can express, and video games can be art, and art expresses thoughts, opinions, ideas, and ideas can be political. But yeah, but well, like like you said, it's it's, it's it's they're being dishonest about no politics in video games. They just don't want other politics, not their politics. And, being and part in video of me games. almost wonders if like how much of this crowd fucking thought Dream Daddy or whatever the fuck that game was called was the fucking funniest thing two or three years ago now and it's now like no gay characters what about dream daddy that was funny and appropriate no i will say this uh not that's not a much of a crossover group i'll say i'll say probably not as much of a crossover group as you might think i would like to agree except for that game's rapid growth on twitch yeah but like a lot of that game was played semi-ironically pretty hot and heavy it's not as hot and heavy as other games I played that are that are you know queer topics. Sure, like like a Lady Killer no, in a I, Bind, which is and, and way I'm more saying, graphic. Well, but, and I'm not saying that game was intended to be that way, but I'm kind of yeah. I've, I've always been curious, like how much of the community that's complaining about all this stuff is willing to get on board, and they feel they're like they're they're in on the joke, like oh we're making fun of this, right? It's like no, this is just a weird game the sake of making a weird game kind of thing not weird weird but like it's a different game like we made up made a weird we made a fun game for the sake of making a fun game kind of thing yeah that 
if you're dumb, you could take to be like, oh, ha ha, they're bashing this. Tee hee hee, grin on the joke. Secret hand signals. Yeah, I I can kind of see that. Whereas something like Lady Killer in a Bind, which is, you know, very much a, you know, LGBTQ and also very, you know, other sexually themed. I mean, there's S&M is explored in that game as well as other other types of relationships, many types of relationships, sexual relationships. It's, um... Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying. I see your point on that. But yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I, I wonder how much of a crossover there is, and there might be. Yeah, that, no, even me game. and Alex's play of that game was semi disingenuous. We're like, we were super excited. We got to score on our first like outing in that game, which we were honest and like, yeah, we're fucking winning at this. But it also was kind of like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be laughing along this hard with it too. Well, I mean, but it, it's it's made it's as an inherently comedic. funny game. Yeah, it's made to be comedic. I mean, the situations yeah. that they get in, the way they converse with each other, it's made to be lighthearted. And so you are supposed to laugh with the game, but it's it is laughing with rather than laughing not at. at. Yeah, you're not laughing at them. You know, for you, the punchline isn't that they're gay. For you, the punchline is that they're dads. Yeah, for for, for me, the punchline was the fact that one of my coworkers who was gay got mad at me for managing to seduce a character in that game. He's like, "How did you do this?" I'm like, "I'm just better at this than you are, apparently." <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. It, there again, like I said, it's it's the difference between laughing with and laughing at in that you know in that sense. But yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and but yeah, and I like it's, it is a comedic game, and it is meant to be laughed with. But yeah, um. But yeah, the the whole politics and ga- yes, games are political. Um, yep, that's yeah. Well, no, they're well, not. Welcome, welcome Stop to, saying that. Yeah, why are you also social justice warriors on this podcast? Um, uh, but you know, but you know, on the other side, you know, quick props to the Ubisoft VP talking about, hey, video games are political, as a matter of fact, and we should probably, you know. We're probably go further and be more sophisticated about the way we talk about politics and games, even so, and, which isn't super surprising coming from Ubisoft, knowing the their seri- their main series of games, some of their main series of games are super political, you know, like Watch Dogs, <laughs> to name one, and you know, of course, Assassin's yeah. Creed, which they're more well known for than Watch Dogs, of course. There are a lot more games in that series, but yeah. That, that, you know, at least, you know, that, in that case, is like, hey, yeah, video games are, in fact, polit- can be political, especially if it's literally a video game about politics, but, yep, but, yeah, get in the game, you disingenuous gamers, <laughs> or get in, get in the bag, get in the bag, disingenuous gamers, what is on your face pushing you into the bag? What next? I feel like we're losing steam a little bit slowly. Yeah, I mean, we've covered some of our bigger bigger ones here. Yeah. Like, we can poke fun at the whole Joy-Con drift thing being some bullshit, but, like, now that I'm seeing it on this list of bigger things that happened this year, like, I have Anthem on this <laughs> list because I wanted to make fun of Anthem quickly. Yeah. But also, like, compared to the rest of this stuff, Anthem was just a bad game. Like, yeah. we'll talk about that in our game of the year. Like, it didn't do anything wrong except not being good. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, other things. Riot I mean, Games, maybe. What's that? Riot Games, maybe. Oh yeah. All right. Let's. They they deserve they deserve a discussion all their own. So let's let's hop into that one. I. So, if you've, I'm not sure where to start with this one because Riot Games is like it's 
if it was just any one of these things we'd be talking about at this this uh, during this podcast but it's the walkout the rampant allegations the, the, completely believable rampant allegations of just sexually inappropriate exploitive and misconduct rampant throughout the company juvenile behavior just like shitty behavior across the board not just from general employees but from like what was it the CFO or something? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the, the executive level buffoonery. Yeah, and and just yeah, it's and it's and it's problematic enough that it culminates in a ten million dollar joint or joint settlement payout. Yeah, like I, I, I'm no lawyer, and I'm not going to be a country lawyer, but like at least in my current my current ongoing experience. When you have a joint settlement, that typically means a company realizes, oh shit, we were going to lose. Oh yeah, that means they knew they were going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, they, and just the whole, you know, revealing and of their, of a very poisonous culture, just a venomous culture that is just awful and just toxic, super toxic. Of the, they, 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 they have a call out culture there. Where people were basically they're rewarding aggressive, aggressive, uh, antagonistic behavior. Even I'd say antagonistic behavior, and that's that is so toxic and unhealthy. Yeah, it just everything about everything that came out. You know, um, big kudos to like the good journalism that had been done on revealing all of this. That it you know they did extensive interviews and research. Like Kotaku did a great expose on it. When Kotaku decides to journalist journalism, they journalism. They certainly journalism. And this that was one of their great articles that they did this year. And yeah, it's and it yeah, like you said, it is a all around top down awful culture that they've been that they've been taking part in there. And it's just and it's disgusting in multiple ways. But yeah, and they was obviously verified as. Yep, this was happening. Yeah. And I think, and really, and the, and the thing is, and people are like, oh, well, they settled. Maybe they didn't think they had a strong case. No, they probably settled because they didn't want to go through court. I mean, and reveal, so it it can be very, uh, oh, yeah, no. it can be I, very I can hard to talk, talk about these things, especially this, you know, the sexual misconduct, the, you know, the, it's, you know, it's, it's tough to have to go on the stand and then have to talk about these things, it's like you have to relive them. That's, that's you know, objectively terrifying to have to do and just, uh, and, and, and you know what? If they can avoid having to go through all that, but, you know, basically get an admittance of, yeah, this happens, a lot of people are going to go for that. They're, they're, they don't necessarily want to get on a stand and talk about the awful abuse that they suffered because oh no and i don't begrudge people to take the payout at that point no. like it everything you're saying like it's the if we've learned nothing this year living in the u.s like going through that process is a fucking nightmare yeah so yeah i don't begrudge them at all for taking that because it is that it is because yeah it's like having to go up and actually you know give you know be and then having to face the uh, defense attorneys interviewing you and trying to grill you to see if they can catch you in something. That's also, uh, that, 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 I can't imagine feeling that as well. I mean, that's, that'd be even harder to deal with when you start to get, you know, some people trying to, you know, these lawyers that are going to try to, you know, find reasons to try to attack your testimony. 
you know so yeah i but yeah riot you know i you know i'm it sounds like it's just an awful place to work at just it has been an absolute nightmare and you know what i just have to say that you know that's the same you know maybe that's why the you know the community around it seems to be so toxic i mean maybe that's what kind of bled out you know but yeah riot games get in the bag so I got one more, and it's kind of another weird one that's going to sound initially like I'm just knocking one game, but it's part mm-hmm. of a broader topic. Uh, we want to call this one our last one? Sure. Let's talk about Shenmue 3. Mm. Oh, yeah. So Shenmue 3 is on this list, not because it's a bad game or I have any personal vendetta against Shenmue. I it is what it is kind of thing. The fact that it exists is mind-boggling and weird. I There's nothing more I can say about Shenmue that has not been said before, has not been said by others kind of thing. Like, this simply put, that game shouldn't exist. Yeah. The fact it does is why I want to talk about it today as part of our Krampus cast, because that is some unfortunately weaponized nostalgia, and... This has been a year of weaponized nostalgia, and yep. it's making things shittier in gaming. Yeah. Like, it spilled over into the Dexit stuff. Like, that's, like, in so many ways, that's part of it, where it's like, rather than kind of embracing the new, it's the, I want my old stuff back, too. Yep. And I, it's, and this has been a game, or been a year of seeing lots of, you know, if not releases, announcements of, you know, we're yeah. we're doing a complete and utter nostalgia grab. You know, like uh, the Streets of Rage Four, um, the uh, the uh, River City Girls. I mean, there's there's been uh, it's fucking it's, medieval came out. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a year Who was of, of riding for medieval. The, yet another year, I should say, of of riding that nostalgia train. Yeah, and I think it's what it's Shenmue is this kind of weird face to slap on it where. It shouldn't fucking exist. Yeah. It just shouldn't. Like, I'm super happy all of you got that got to experience Shenmue 3, got to experience Shenmue 3, but that game should not exist by any measure of logic. It should have stayed dead and buried in the past where it belongs. At least it actually got made. At least they put yeah. out a product and it's like got released. That's all I can, that's the only thing I can say about it. That's, that's not just, you know, negative, but, but yep. Um, should we not talk about anything about surprise mechanics? We can. I thought we kind of covered it, but I uh, like the, the whole lawsuit mm-hmm. around loot boxes, like loot boxes, whatever kind of thing. We can yeah. talk with those who are blue in the face. It was the phrase surprise mechanics. The fact that a variety of companies chose to dig in the way they did, where it's like it, rather than kind of being like, okay, yeah, you caught us, like these were kind of thing. It was the aggressive. No, these are fine. These are what people want. They're yep. Kinder eggs. They're surprise mechanics. Yeah. Did you know people would rather buy something and not know what it is? And then as a result, to all the kind of bullshit workarounds, like yeah. Steam's X-ray system for CS:GO. Yep. It's just the one that always comes to mind because it's such bullshit. Yep. So yeah, and and it's not just yeah, like like you said, it's not about the fact that you know. I mean, we've been. We've been talking about loot boxes. Well, it's the fact that yeah, they they really, really like went hard on 
Oh no, it's perfectly fine. Surprise mechanics. Surprise! Yeah. Don't I, you like surprises? I am glad that that failed miserably. That actually made it worse. Because of that, the UK was like, yeah, yeah, no. Like, super no. Like, I think that their use of just this, like, this overly total nonsense PR, obvious PR term, that actually hurt them. And it seemed, and it sounds like from the way the UK ruled on it, it actually really hurt them. So, haha. Get in the bag. Indeed. So, I mean, I don't think I have anything else I'd like to put in the bag. Yeah. No, I got yeah. nothing else either. Alex? I, I, no, I, we, I think we've pretty much uh, cleared the, the gauntlet here. We have a pretty full bag, but there's a lot of bad stuff this year, so... It's a very wriggly bag, too. Like, yeah. no amounts of beatings are making it settle down this year. Yeah. Yeah. And for you fucking companies out there that think you can get away with your bullshit, just remember, we've got room in a sack for next year. We do this every year. Yep. Oh, yeah. We have, we have plenty for you. Plenty of room. And we'll take better notes the next year because this year was kind of <laughs> hard to round up. I'm like, shit, when did this happen? Yeah. Yeah, I should, I should probably keep a running list of awful things that I think will be on the Krampus. I just I feel like that I list would become mentally hazardous, though, too. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We also do just, have the shit show ranked list. Is that, would, when are we updating that? Uh, that's different. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's, that's slightly different. Yeah, so from the Krampus, Krampus list, or the Krampus bag, as it were. Indeed. Yeah, no. Strange times there upon us. Yep. Living in that cyberpunk future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are once again running a bit on the long... Uh, we're going to be very long this week, probably, from a yeah. down standpoint. Uh, do we want to do... We, we got two emails we can go through quick if we want, or we can save them for... Yeah, especially well, if next they're week is game of the year. Yeah, especially if they're kind of timely, and we should probably respond yeah. to them. I don't know. All right, yeah. All right, if you want to send us an email, send us to it at send uh, send it to us at wickedawesomecast at gmail dot com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail dot com. Here's our first email. I believe they both come in from anonymous this week, but I will double check on that. Uh, I'm so upset. I'm not even going to properly greet you, defective threesome. Last week you covered the Game Awards and criminally either chose or missed the fact that a Green Day song pack is coming to Beat Saber. Based on the prolific Blink-182 knowledge Alex demonstrated uh, last week, I can only assume that he feels jilted by this omission and and I I must rectify this. I mean, who wouldn't want to flail about the Boulevard of Broken Dreams? (laughs) Uh, You can put us on this one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, okay. Green Day. Thank you for that one. <laughs> Green, that 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 news makes me hate Beat Saber a little bit. I, you yeah. know what? I I am so sorry to the fans that I missed that. I was I I it's so dumb of me. I'm sorry. I'm just an American idiot. <laughs> oh. They even played the Game Awards. I forgot about that. Yeah, they did. I fast forwarded through that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just the basket case, so I'm sorry. Shut up. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know when I come around, this thing happens. Uh. Go walk alone somewhere. 
off a Boulevard of Broken Dreams to my preference. But <laughs> <laughs> Next email, this also comes in from Anonymous. I suspect mostly Charlie, but also Alex and Henry. I suspect there will be a lot of talk this week about the new season of Destiny 2 from at least one of you, which means this is the perfect time to ask questions about Destiny controversies. In an attempt to refresh myself on St. 14 lore, I have found myself deep diving into Destiny lore, and because of this, I found myself watching way, way too many videos about Truth to Power, about the Truth to Power controversy. Mm. I suspect I can elaborate on this event, but to summarize, in Destiny lore, something was promised if someone reached light level 999, and when someone did, nothing happened. Any thoughts about this? Uh, Truth to Power is a book of lies? (laughs) Like, canonically, it's a book of lies? All right, so Truth to Power is one of the Grimoire card things, mm. and it is written by one of the big bad, or it's a book of prophecies that I'm not sure if it's officially written by or strongly alluded to, or the community's 99% sure was written by one of the big bads of the un- of the kind of Destiny universe. So the the fact it turned out to be full of fucking lies surprises no one. I don't think like. Mm. Yeah, like I, it, it's one of those ones where I think most people's reactions to this was, you know, doy. It was in, it was in truth to power, yeah, or truth through power or something like that. Like I, mm. it would be like buying a history book that was like that on the cover says this is fake history, and then being like, but why would they lie to us in this history <laughs> book? Oh, sweet yeah. summer child. Yeah, I. In this person's defense, that thing got a lot of traction. A lot of YouTubers made outrage videos about how truth to lie, uh, truth through power, whatever it's called, lied to us. It was like it was always lying to us. Like it's fucking written by Savathun, the Queen of Lies. I'd be more surprised if it was true. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm trying to think about this. Like another time this happened. Like, has there ever been a time a video game said? no, this isn't a thing, and it turned out to not be a thing, and then people were like, oh, we were so sure this was going to be a thing, we were pissed off about it. But this happens every once in a while. Mm. I don't know. Like the fucking Mew and pushing the garbage truck in Pokemon. That feels yeah. like that kind of thing. Mm. You, just go th- you just go push the garbage truck, man, and then you get a Mew. That's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that every fucking guide for that game is like, no, this doesn't work, and people are like, no, it works. Trust me on this one. I'm your friend's older brother. I'm also Savathun, the Queen of Lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's free emails this week. All right. Thank, yeah. thank you both. Thank you, thank you, anonymous and anonymous. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Send them in. That does it for this especially festive. Festive? episode of the Wicked Awesome Cast. Any last thoughts before we get the hell out of here? Um, other than, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping to start streaming after I move into the new house. Cool. And all that. Now that I'll have an actual stream room, so you can find me on Mave Online. Across the board and all my social medias, I post things here and there. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll just mention, yeah, on social media, I am Kraken Zero, that is Z-E-R-Zero, and that's on Facebook and 
Instagram, and I am Nomad Har on Twitch. Uh, but I won't be streaming this week. I can't really stream here. The definitely the upload isn't good enough here. But yeah, uh, but I expect to possibly see. I might I might take some pictures of farms and cattle. <laughs> Do it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. That's all I have. I'm going to go to sleep after this podcast so you guys can wake up when <laughs> September ends. <laughs> I'd like to officially announce Alex will not be coming back next week's episode because he's never waking up ever again. <laughs> I'm going to release all the pets in his house at him. So what you're saying is good riddance? Unfortunately, mm. yes. <laughs> Time of our lives? No. Good riddance? <laughs> this podcast is a terrible idea. Yeah. Give the medal. Yeah.